Hello, welcome to episode 53 of Riot Act, the alternative music podcast with myself, Stephen Hill, and with my good friend, Renfrey Deadman, who yeah, sits man. opposite me. How are you, Renfrey? I'm good. You're N- back. Properly. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm properly back now. Um, it feels like a while since we've uh, been over to kind of Riot Act hours just to do a normal show. It really has been a while. And I feel like in several ways, we're going to like catch up on a few things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. It, it, it's been a lot going on. Yeah, definitely. has been a lot going on. It's quite a lot going on in this week's show. We are, we have to say, I guess, kind of easing ourselves back in fairly easily really because we've not done a lot <laughs> no, no, i know what you're thinking but yeah yeah but we actually are because we're not going to do a trade-off this week um we're going to save that instead we're going to catch up on some albums that we haven't been had, had a chance to talk about that we wanted to talk about and also review stuff that is out like volbeat which isn't uh, a brand new release that's would have happened anyway right yes uh as ergo russian circles as well that's out this week as well yes. um we'll also be reviewing albums from lingua ignota Die Art is Murder and Down I Go. And then we're going we're gonna to fuck off. Yeah, that's going to be it. That's going to be it. Although, well, we'll talk about some other things as well. I mean, we should talk about our friends at Musicism, who uh, are, you know, um, tireless workers behind the scenes to help bring you the Riot Act podcast that you know and love and have known and loved for a year now. We'll add on to that in a second. Um, musicism.net is the place to go for the, the, the person who wishes to be more proficient in the world of music. Oh, hello. That's, that I feel like, like I've said it in a, a very similar way for a long time. And I, I th- think was thinking on my well. way out, off, my time off, I was doing, you know, I was still <laughs> trying to do some sort of something, you know, helpful while I was away. And I you thought, how else can I, <laughs> yeah, how else can I bring the good word of musicism to the people without it becoming kind of stale and old? And uh, that, that's what I came up with. It's never been stale to me. Oh, it's well, my favourite part of the show. Is every it? Every week. Is it really? No. I was going to say. Um, anyway, <laughs> like if it. you're a guitarist, but not a great guitarist, or even if you are a great guitarist, but you think, oh, I could be better. Be even better. I could be a better singer. Mm. I could be a better producer. I'm not a producer. I, I am a good guitarist and I am a good singer. Yes, <laughs> these things are true. But if only someone would help me to produce my music better. You don't need help. You could do it yourself if you just signed up for nine ninety nine a month at musicism.net. Or even less, if you put in the code RIOT at the checkout, all in capitals, you get 25% off of that. So what, £7.49? Or 50. Or 50. <laughs> we're, we're still <laughs> ambiguous. It's been as a how year. Much it it's been exactly a year. It has been exactly a year. And we should say, um, so we did. I did come back last week. Yeah, And we did do yeah. the live show, um, which is available for you to listen to now. I'm not sure if we... It was a bit of a blur, Renfrey, for me. I listened back to a bit of it and I shout a lot, don't I? I shout with... You do shout a lot. I don't know why I shout. I felt like maybe I didn't realise the mic was working. You actually said said at one point you got very angry with me for my choice, which is completely neither here nor there. Mm. And uh, you shouted quite a lot. And then... then, then you said, that's not me very angry, which actually scared a lot of people in the room because I think if that's not you angry, then no one wants to see Well, you. I think you can vouch that, Renfrey, because as we were setting up, I hit my thumb against the wall. That is true, actually. <laughs> that is true, actually. <laughs> and I really shouted then, didn't I? Oh, I shouted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too much. <laughs> I shouted, and then my girlfriend's here as well, and she went, are you all right? And I just shouted even louder. I just ignored him. Yeah, you didn't give a fuck, did you? Like, whatever it is. Kind of used to it by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, had, I've had enough bad news I already know. without sore thumbs as well. 
I already know your life's gone to shit. So I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like genuinely, it was, um, it was, it was, I thought it was quite weird that that many people turned up. I mean, thank you so much for turning up. If, yeah. if you went down or if you listened to it, if you enjoyed it, I'm going to try not to shout in the next one so much because <laughs> it was quite shouty. But um, it was incredibly humbling. And we, you know, we had to put two sets of tickets on sale because, this, mm. you know, the first set sold out in four days and then the second set sold out again in two days. Um, and, you know, I did mention this last week, but our main um worry about putting it on is we didn't think anyone would turn up so mm. the fact that you all did and you were so enthusiastic and you said so many nice things um afterwards uh which were really you know very 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 humbling indeed it's, yeah, it's, it's really fantastic nice, and it's been a, it's been i think well actually i've not really discussed this with you but i will say that for me and you know please feel free to agree if you do but it's been a huge boost it's been quite difficult doing Riot Act recently yeah. due to things that we've already discussed. And to have, to be honest with you, having that birthday spectacular in the middle of everything mm. was a little bit like, oh, for fuck's sake, mm. you know, with timing. But actually, oh, just hit the radiator there. Actually, um, it was a really lovely boost. It was. I mean, I, I didn't say this on the night because... I didn't, but I tell you what I will say is that I woke up on the morning of the live show and it would have been my third wedding anniversary. So I was already mm. a bit like, oh, this is kind of grim. And then the next day was my mum's funeral. Mm. So I had to go straight from the live show to that. So I was sort of dreading it a little bit and I didn't know if I was particularly present. Uh, and I, if anyone spoke to me and felt like I was in a bit of a daze, that's why. Um, or that, you know, like it was it was difficult to kind of get anything out of me. That's kind of why. But I have to say, I was just really, really shocked that people were... Um, I think both of us have done a lot of stuff where people have said, y you're not the reason why we're here sort of thing i mean i so i certainly feel like that from the other ne like can i just say for, for not never metal hammer never but from other things that i've done i've always kind of got the feeling that yeah you you're really lucky to be part of this because you're not that important to it so for people to go no actually your opinion is very important to us. Mm. It's really really nice mm. and that's that's all it is so thanks guys yeah. i think you said it on the night we're just we're, we're sat in my sat in my living room now actually because we were going to be putting this up on youtube but uh something happened so we fucked up the gopro i'm a technophobe idiot i don't know what i'm doing but we're sat in my living room at the moment surrounded by uh my debris of my life and sort of like <laughs> washing and stuff like that and great. it's weird to think that through this little thing 100 people would have turned up to listen to us anyway i don't want to keep going on about it because it feels quite um uh like you say like i don't want to be too kind of patting ourselves on the back but it was yeah. just it was genuinely very very it was nice. really lovely and yeah. i will say i'm gonna make a promise now and you know how i fucking hate making promises you do yeah but we are going a lot of people keep asking about it we are going to do another quiz mm -hmm. around christmas time we are going to open it up to uh le public the general public yeah um teams are already forming from like for the for the quiz by the way we have a lot of people who are coming back to us and going can i come back or can i come on or whatever mm. and we've already got ideas and stuff so um that will be happening and now that i've said it it has to happen yeah and matt tuck is one of those people <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not true. no that's not true um we invite him, though. Oh, i definitely want to invite him um <laughs> 
By the way, uh, you may have noticed there's not been a Right Ears review. You've gone up for a few weeks. Our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Right Act Podcast, is where you can go if you want to help us out in uh, a numerical way, a monetary, not numerical. <laughs> yeah. I've counted, my, I've, I've done some maths for you guys. Yeah, I'm actually redoing my A level maths. And, yeah. Uh, I could do with some tuition. So. A, I mean, in a monetary way. So usually we will. Um, take your suggestions and we will do a little kind of bonus podcast and we are going to try and do some more stuff as well but obviously we haven't been able to do that for a few weeks but amazingly again what i will say is our patrons have gone in this period our patrons have gone up by about 20 people in this period so again like that's really amazing so yeah thank, thank you, you so much i, I mean really I, I i imagine that it's I'm, I don't mean this in a cynical way. I imagine that might be a bit of a sympathy vote and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah. Um, but um, considering we're not, we've not actually been kind of covering that at the moment, that's even nicer of you to do that. <laughs> yeah, so thank it really you. is. Um, what nice people. But we will get back on it. Mm. Like, Oh, well, we've, maybe next week. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. I mean, my mum's funeral is next week. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> so, we won't do it sort of. We'll, there's yeah. no, you know, no no one's, I haven't felt any pressure to do anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ease ourselves back in, but we will, like, around August. Oh, fuck, August is really soon, but we will that's, do it. That's this, this week. week. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, will, it goes out in August. We'll be on August. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll do it soon. We'll yeah. do it soon. But, um, and our, which means, if it's August, that means our sponsors festival is coming up. Yes. So good, so good. Uh, uh, Art Tangent, 15th to the 17th of August on, uh, is it Worthy Farm? At uh, Fernhill Farm. Fernhill, Worthy Farm. Worthy Glas- Farm's Glastonbury. Glastonbury. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote Worthy Farm down, and I suddenly looked at it and I went, hold on, no. Fernhill Farm in Bristol. Yeah. Um, oh, you're doing it. This is nice. What's the, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm in on it. Okay, well. Okay, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Like the, uh, the, let's say the world's premiere festival for experimental, forward-thinking, progressively-minded music. I do think that's fair. Mm. I actually genuinely... I mean, particularly, and, you know, we've been saying this way before these guys were sponsoring us, so I don't feel like this comes off as kind of trite or, or, you know, like fake in any way because we've said, you know, the lineup is absolutely incredible, a spectacular lineup. I will say this. um, Just a couple of days ago, I was going through the Clash Finder and I want to see 44 bands or something like that. Due mm. to clashes and so on and so forth, I'll only I mean, my actually... knees will take forty four bands <laughs> in a weekend anymore. Due to clashes, I'll only be able to see maximum thirty five. Mm. But still, that's pretty. We'll we'll, we'll work it out so that you get a, gr- a definitive arc tangent review on Right Act. I think I've that actually already we'll sort do. of worked it out. So I've yeah. gone. I think Steve will want to see them. Yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. So anyway, battles: Coed in Cambria, Meshuggah are the headliners for the three days. I think we've said that before. That in itself feels pretty fucking special. Absolutely. And quite a vast uh, amalgam of sounds. Um, Shall we? Let's um, let's announce this on here now, and then um, if it isn't confirmed by Friday, you can uh, take it out. <laughs> I can take it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, we are also going to be doing the silent disco on sun, uh, Saturday evening. Mm. Um, Does that mean you'll be DJing and I'll be DJing? I hope so. We're not DJing against one another. No, oh, that's a shame. So. No. That's a shame because that would have been, we would have put to a test just how <laughs> party fucking. <laughs> and so I watch you from afar. But to be honest, the Arc Tangent, I would win that. Oh, I don't think so, mate. I fucking did it last year I'm... and a lot of people were dancing to Smash Mouth. You get people drunk at two sure. in the morning and they revert to type. Sure. I mean, you know, king of ATG. But um, right here. Yeah. <laughs> That was very rigid herring. Um, but um, yeah, we are pl- we are going to be doing the silent disco on the Saturday night. Um, 
I'm I'm hoping. I mean, I've said to James, who organises it, I'm hoping that we can do a kind of slightly off kilter uh, playlist. Uh, I don't mean just putting on so I watch you from afar in. Pet um, Shop Boys, isn't it? It's going to be full boys. of Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, Pet Shop Boys. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking 80s like eighties pop, Depeche Mode. Like, I'm gonna I'm, I want to go full full eighties pop. I don't see why not. I, I mean, I think we'll have to sit down and work this out. I reckon we should have sections. Yeah. So maybe we could have like a half hour 80s bit and then a half hour. We should probably work this out off mic. Yes, 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 yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've not really talked about it yet. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing that and that's going to be ace. Yeah. So, yeah. And also, um, it, it, the, it's a cheap festival ticket anyway, but since you're here and you're listening and you're probably thinking, fucking hell, I'm not doing anything in two weekends time. I'm going to buy a ticket. We can get your money off as well. If you go to the checkout and put in the code Riot Act with a capital R and a capital A, you will get 10% off of your ticket price, which then brings it down to what I've been calling 90s ticket prices. Because <laughs> yeah, the first Reading right. ticket I bought, bought cost 80 quid and I reckon it's not that is within touching distance of the price of an ATG, yeah. ATG ticket uh, I with think our it, code. I think it makes it 100 quid, basically, right, yeah. including all the fees and mm. stuff, which is, you know, what, £33 a day. It's ridiculous. Bloody it's, good, that. Yeah. Bloody so. good. Um, so anyway, yes, thank you very much to the people at Art Tangent, and we are very much looking forward to seeing them and you and the entire bill there. Uh, we haven't got much in the way of live reviews, obviously, what with stuff going on, but I would like to give a quick, quick shout out to a gig i went to at the electroworks in london on that hot day the hottest day of the year you oh, know really? when everyone was melting to fuck uh and i thought what am i doing like you know i haven't been to a gig for ages what with everything been going on but i went down to see uniform and bad breeding did at they the electro at they did and i found uh, well they had one massive fan which just blew against the wall just okay. blew into like a corner and i found it just before bad breeding went on and i went and stood right next to it so i was all right but every time i stepped away from it it was like stepping into a sauna <laughs> it was really really fucking hot and fair play to the people who were going mental down the front for both really? the bands because yeah. They probably would have shedded some calories yeah. uh, in that kind of condition. For those outside of London and outside of the UK, it was about 37 degrees, I believe, mm. in London on that 30, Thursday. Yeah, 30, I think it touched 38 and a half. Oh. It was the hottest ever July day, and it was about, it was like half a thing away from being the hottest UK day ever recorded. We should have brought Michael Fish on for this, shouldn't we? Cause yeah, well, me and Michael Fish, he <laughs> doesn't like me very much. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Bad Breeding. Now, we haven't, this is one of the bands that we've not had a chance to talk about Bad Breeding because they released an album about a month ago, like kind of a month ago. Like the world is kind of blurring into one. I'm going to hold my hands up. I don't don't know them. Okay, they're a UK-based punk band. I think they're from, do you know, I'm I'm not even going to guess. They're from, I think think they're from like Essex or Kent or somewhere around that part of the the country, the kind of West. My guess is Stockport. Why no, they're not. Now you've said that, I think, oh, are they from Stockport? <laughs> that was a pure guess. I hope that is true. Yeah. Please, please. It'd be so weird if I thought they were from Kent and they are from Stockport. <laughs> well, basically, you you couldn't tell from the accent because the singer didn't say a fucking word okay. in between everything. But he had a really cool kind of Ian Curtis vibe. I've been hearing a few people have kind of been saying they've got a bit of idols about them. Now, I think that is a massive oversimplification of the fact that idols are the kind of hot punk band in the uk at the moment Mm. i can kind of see it because they definitely lean more on uh the kind of gothier end of post-punk but also they're way more savage they're way more serious they're 
they're they're they're they're an an actual punk band. Whereas you would sort of think that Idols are a post punk band, mm. um, maybe an indie punk, like kind of influenced by stuff like the Fall, um, and you know we've mentioned the kind of bands they they they're influenced by before. This is definitely. There are touches of guitar tones in it that remind me of Killing Joke and The Cure, but when they go fast, it's minor threat, you know, early Discord, DC hardcore. Oh, right. And it's a I, was, I was thinking grave pleasures when you the way you're describing it is that um, inaccurate? But now that you've said that Discord thing. Yeah, not- yeah, I mean grave pleasures are mm-hmm. much more of a sort of pure goth thing, but certainly in terms of the guitar tones before they go full time, um, you know, when they when they really kind of speed up uh yeah and i think there's a bit more of a touch of it on the record than there is live like live live they were they're not the finished article but then at the same time they were so beautifully ramshackle you know when you see a punk band and they're like they're spilling out the sides and they feel like everything's about to collapse at one moment like that they they had that and i almost think i almost don't want to go well you should kind of like tighten it all up and maybe be a bit more professional because i think the kind of appeal of that that type of punk and that type of hardcore and that music is the fact that it is so unrefined yeah do you know what i mean so um they're a really cool band and i suggest that you go and have a little look on your okay, local cool. spotify um or whatever <laughs> uh to, to have a little look at them um your regional Spotify. they were great i think uniform were like stifle they they were hotter than the actual environment that we we're in they actually made the oppressive heat seem quite enjoyable um their new york duo although they have a live drummer as well who's not actually in the band um and again on record i hear a lot of kind of early industrial kind of throbbing gristle daughters they remind me of daughters a bit as well the only record i've heard is the one they did with the body yeah Mm. okay um who we'll be talking about a little bit later Mm -hmm. presumably um but live it's unbelievably intense they've got that almost the guitar tone sounded like if you've ever seen Nine Inch Nails live and particularly you could get footage of Nine Inch Nails when the sort of the broken EP came out mm-hmm. and that that industrial like like on Wish or Happiness and Slavery those those kind of chainsaw guitar parts that was kind of somewhere but sitting between that and Kurt Ballou Ooh, wow. and okay. their singer looks like he just looks completely deranged he was staring Blank stare, blank face staring, walking around the stage like a caged animal. I mean, you see a tiger in a zoo and he looks pissed off and it's just walking up yeah. and down. He had that and then he'd go up to that. He never took the mic out of the mic stand, but he was barely ever at the mic stand. And um, they were they were very, very, very intense. Really good, but cool. but very, very intense. Ended with a, um, a cover of uh, Hybrid Moments by The Misfits. Oh, right. Like cool. a kind of bastardized, industrialized brutal version of it it was really good that's awesome yeah that's so, cool. so um it was hot but it was a lot of fun um we don't usually do this but uh, for fans of with uniform because i think it's quite <sighs> difficult yeah it is quite a difficult to... one um yeah it's quite a, i think i think maybe the like i think daughters is a fairly good show mm-hmm. i think da- but then the, yeah I, I would if you listened to that last daughters album mm-hmm. and you liked it and you particularly like the kind of, I guess, the heavier, faster bits. I think you might quite like them. And also, actually, if you remember, one of the things they reminded me of a bit, although this was much 
I think more kind of influenced and inspired by sort of Scandinavian music was them um, like Jesus Christ Bobby by Minus, mm, like that record, record which is yeah. you know it's a great record, and I think they've got a touch of that that kind of everything feels really um me- like kind of mechanical. Okay, cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. um yeah, they were really good. Maybe. Both both of them were really really good. So if you haven't heard, go and have a little listen to both those bands. But I think we probably like I wanted to bring up the Bad Breeding album, you know, and I think we will review it at some point later on because they're um they're, yeah, we'll they're really cool. They're really cool. I've decided fuck it. I'm going to I'm going to give you a cigarette review whether you like it or not. Oh, go on then. If it's shit, I can just cut it. Um the the only oh, reason uh, I think <laughs> strap yourself in, guys. <laughs> The only reason I'm saying this is because I actually sh- saw this show two weeks ago. So it's like mm-hmm. a lot has happened since. You then. invited me to this and yeah. you made it sound like the worst thing <laughs> in the world. Um, what was it about it that you uh, didn't like the sound of? I don't. If I go and see a band or a, an artist, although, you know, like I kind of talked about Tool at Download and we talked about Tool live recently and it was about like this transportative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I know the songs, you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. and I, 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 and this is Seager Ross doing a soundscape. They called it a sound bath. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know if that's the sort of thing that I want to experience live. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I think there's enough. definitely a place where you can watch mellower or melodic or more ambient sets and there are things that you know i can think of a few things and again we'll probably talk about that as an idea mm. later on mm. and batushka kind of famously now kind of were <laughs> basically cleared the tent at downloads because they lit candles um <laughs> for, for 15 minutes when they had a 40 minute set they spent 20 minutes of it lighting candles um so but it annoyed everyone, and I, I think download is not the place to be doing that when yeah, you're, absolutely. you know, when you're up against Def Leppard or whatever. Well, I've decided I wanted to mention it because basically it's unlike any other gig experience I've been to before. Um, now, this the, it, it was Cigarose, but it was kind of billed as this thing called Liminal, which is almost like it's basically remixes of their most ambient material. So it's um, you know, and they've released three different liminal records just one two and three and which have all these remixes on and um it's just sort of looking at cigarettes in a slightly different way but you know specifically the more ambient passages of it it was at hyde park which is not a place that i like to see shows i have to say was it was it out was it outdoors it was outdoors it was at hyde park at hyde park at hyde park in where, like the same places where you'd watch green day or celine yep. dion yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> was it really but it was but it was far Fucking more hell. it was it was picketed off by like a picket fence that was it and the whole vibe of the entire thing was very 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 mellow um to give you an idea people weren't standing um, the capacity was enough for people to lie down on picnic blankets and watch the show. So that was the the vibe of the whole thing, which definitely... That sort of changed my mind about whether or not I would have wanted to see it. Now. Quite, yeah. Because it was a far more... Ch- like, because, yeah, I will absolutely say, I you know, I adore Cigarose. I love the ambient stuff. I love the heavy stuff. I love everything. But if I had been standing watching it, I would have been a bit like, Prr, a bit bored. Um See, that's the thing in my head. I was like, well, Sigur Ross, 
as big as they are, I don't think, and you know, with, with a, a quote unquote special set, they're not big enough to play like the big tree stage where fucking Bon Jovi and that lot play at Hyde Park. So in my they head... Were, they, well, they were on the big tree stage. That's mad. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Well, yeah, because in my head, they were like, well, they'll do a little marquee and a bunch of like, you know, 5,000 people will cram into that marquee and they'll all be stood stock still staring at this stage which will have nothing on it and it'll just mm. be like ambient stuff. they'd really thought about it and and you know i will say they had a, like a load of um images which were I, i've talked about sort of window screensaver in a derogatory way in the past it was a little bit window screensaver but yeah. you know it was fine um the images and stuff and and uh i think everything was kind of there was like a table of all sorts of bits and pieces on it but all, all instruments and instrumentation that i'm unfamiliar with but which was all kind of electronic and things like that so i think things were being triggered and stuff like that jonesy was singing live and things like that but it wasn't like you know it wasn't it wasn't um presented as a normal cigarose live gig they did have a choir who kept coming on and coming off and singing live vocals and stuff which was really lovely um i mean to give you an example of how the vibe of the whole thing was the support act, and I put support act in in uh, quotation marks, was a half an hour meditation se- session, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually really nice. It was good. Still better than Slash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, but yeah, I really, I mainly wanted to mention it just because it was just a totally different gig experience. I mean, I've seen Cigarettes do a, a normal show and i much prefer that there's a lot more going on and it's more varied and there's more dynamics and so on and so forth and this is just concentrating on it's almost as if you could imagine nine inch nails just doing you know that still yeah, ep yeah it's almost if if nine inch nails came out and just did that like i would go to that and i definitely mm. want to see it but it's very unlikely i would enjoy it as much as seeing them at the royal albert hall or the south bank center yeah know? yeah yeah um so it's sort of the equivalent of that but you know, it, this was a free event as well. I think, I think if it had been something which is like thirty quid or whatever, then that would have been a bit. It would have been a bit much to to see them experiment live on stage. But, but I think because they're acknowledging that this is just an experiment and they're seeing where it can go, they are just letting people come for free. And I think that's a really fucking cool thing to do. I mean, they yeah, could have easily actually. they could have easily charged yeah. ten fifteen quid, and mm. it would have still sold out incredibly quickly. Um, and even if you didn't get a ticket, you could just sort of watch it from outside and you wouldn't quite get the same experience, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have been that much mm. different. So I just thought it was, it was a really enjoyable, it was really an, an, a very nice, pleasant evening. It's not like, it's the, one of the strangest, one of the oddest gigs I've been to, but I, I enjoyed it. it Sounds good. like the exact opposite to what I was just talking about. Yes. And it, it could not be for that. Those are the two extremes of going to a gig I well think. it was whilst you were talking about it that i thought fuck it i'm gonna talk about yeah no well it's completely different yeah, kind of um, you did um yeah. oh cool okay well yeah she's that does nice it was put nice. like that it was nice the Sega ross would have sold it better to me than you did in the i think on the car on the way back from ramstein you were going it's a sound bath and it's free uh excuse and it's me that was how they put it well that's the one thing i was disappointed with because Describing it as a sound bath, I thought I was going to be submerged in sound, right? Mm. And there was no like surround. Well, yeah, well, you're not at height. You knew, I mean, that's the thing, because I thought, well, they're not going to let you do that in Hyde yeah, Park. Yeah. Well, that's the other reason why I thought it was going to be under a tent. Yeah. Well, um, that's that's my was my assumption as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, look, listen, before you started off on that, I nearly said, and I think yes, we should sorry. talk about this tool on 
If you're listening to this on Friday, the day it comes out, the morning that it comes out, why? Well, you could listen to be listening to Tool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could anyway if you've got them on CD or vinyl, but Tool uh, are releasing their entire back catalogue on all streaming platforms. So well, you know what streaming platforms are. And, um, and they also announced at the same time that their new album will be released on the 30th of August, and it is called Fear Inoculum. Um, let's talk about the album before we talk about them on streaming services because I am going to let you talk about what you think or what you might hope or how you feel about the new Tool album coming out and I'm not going to say anything and I can't tell you why either. <laughs> um, I would like a quadruple album um, lasting seven hours. Oh, you can't. Uh, that have to be longer than quadruple, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know. I want, I want, I mean, there's been all sorts of rumors and I remember two or three years ago, was it Buzz from the Melvins saying that he's heard, he'd heard the new Tool album already and, yeah. and every single song was over 10 minutes and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, whether that's true or not, we don't know. Mm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I, at this point, I think the the two new songs that people have heard, the ones that have been online live, yeah. mm -hmm. were both fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, I want Tool to surprise me and just come out with something that's going to absolutely blow me away. I mean, I do. I yeah. kind of feel like I've already reserved space in my albums of the year for it. Because would you be happy with Tool um, consolidating what they are? Because I think you the, the time has been so long. And I think obviously we will talk about this once we review the album. But it's been such a long wait mm. that if you just got another really good Tool album, would that be enough? Eesh. Um. I don't know. I would like to think that they continue to push things a little bit further. Mm. I would like to think that that would happen. I do think, I mean, the the most obvious comparison, I suppose, is Rammstein with them releasing an album 10 years later. And I feel yeah. like Rammstein, the fact that it's self-titled or untitled, um, it very much felt like we said at the time it's it's very this is a Ramstein record it doesn't really push the boundaries of what they do or anything like that but it's got a song like Puppa on it which is pretty different from what they were I, I, you know that's the exception to the rule I guess I think I think they have written song I think Puppa is one of the best songs they've ever written but I do think they have done stuff like it um, yeah, I guess maybe maybe just not to that level. Or, not yeah, yeah, sure, sure, but it's not like a massive, you know. I mean, hearing Ten Thousand Days, hearing um, uh, Adam Jones using a uh, oh, what's the vocoder, the vocoder thing, mm. you know, that felt really new and fresh to me. And even stuff like Hoffman's Keys and I love Hoffman's Keys. Yeah, I love Hoffman's Keys. Like, I mean, surprise, the, surprise, the pot. Uh, no, um, not even the part, sorry. Um, brilliant song as it is. Um, uh, the 11 minute one where he's being abducted by aliens and stuff. Oh. Um, Rosetta Stone. Yeah. I mean, they've discussed all those themes and stuff before, but I don't think they'd ever been that kind of relentlessly driving before on, you mm. know, on record, unless you have a 
Can you think of a song where they've been that relentlessly sort of heavy? Maybe Ticks and Leeches, but Ticks and Leeches is three minutes shorter. Yeah. And actually, it does have that bit in the middle where it goes very, very, very quiet before going mega loud again. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't mind little bits and pieces of that where I feel like they're doing something a little bit new and a little bit different. But I don't know if that's an unfair expectation after all this time. Mm. Mm. Um. We'll see, I guess, won't we? Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Um, uh, that's for, for the future. This is for the now. Tool have finally succumbed to peer pressure, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> and have uh, released all of their music on streaming platforms, as I mentioned. So you can go and listen to all those people who were like, well, I've never listened to Tool. Like, well, now you can and you should. Um, you have no excuse. You've got no excuse anymore. Uh, how do you feel about this, Renfrew? Because I am, I have to say, a little bit conflicted. Mm. Well, it's progress, isn't it? A progress in 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 um, ca- in capitals in uh, in quotation quotations. marks. Um, I mean, I think it's inevitable, and yeah. I think it has been inevitable for a long time. I think there are lots of reasons why Tool have not wanted to be on streaming platforms b- before. I think they consider their albums. Um, works which need to be listened to in full and mm-hmm. i would agree with that in the main certainly from enema on certainly the last three yeah i mean i guess undertow well undertow definitely works as a as an album from beginning to end as well like obviously i it think does. it does yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't what you what? can pluck songs out of enema and um and undertow i think and they work really well on their own although i'm more so undertow than Enema, I think. You can pluck some some out, but if you pluck out um, Message to Harry Manback, yeah, that's that true. doesn't yeah. work yeah. Uh, unless it's within the context of the album, mm-hmm. I don't think. If you pluck out Negative Irons, that doesn't mm. work unless it's you know out of context of the album. Um, so, and, and you know, we all, we all, most people who listen to music on streaming don't listen to albums. They just put on, statistically, we know this, they just put on tall you know, and it'll just be the most popular songs. Yeah, that that is the the thing that I I sort of fear the most. Well, I think I think that is what will happen, but I think I think also to stave off of being on those platforms forever and ever and ever when it's clearly that is the way things are going. Mm. I think I think you have you just have to do it, don't you? Yeah, I mean it's cool. Like I always like the fact that you you can't just listen to Tool that easily. Mm. I suppose you can on you, you know, you have to listen to it on YouTube and yeah. no one really wants to do that. Um, yeah, I, I, so I, and I do feel like it's, and now I'm like, oh, I don't need to do that because they're going to be on streaming services and fine. But I don't know, there's something about the fact that you had to go to such lengths to listen to Tool that made them a bit, it was another thing that added to the mythology and the kind of the thing that made them different and special from all those bands. And I know this is probably if you're not a fan at all, if you've not heard them, you're probably going, don't be a greedy fucker. Like, mm. oh, I'm not going to spend 90 quid on that lateralis vinyl just on the off chance that it is as good as you mm. keep fucking banging on about. Like, I, I completely understand that. But to be honest, I. I wish Spotify would go away, to be honest. <laughs> like I wish it would. Mm. I don't I, I was thinking today when I knew we were gonna talk about this and I was and I you know, and I was sort of trying to weigh up the pros and cons of Spotify. And although there are pros superficially for I think we've said we've spoken about Spotify a lot, superficially there are pros for us, the consumer. Mm. 
I don't think I have ever discovered a new band on Spotify. Mm, but we probably wouldn't because no, of the maybe position not. that we're in. Yeah, maybe I not. do think, I, I think actually the only uber positive thing about Spotify and streaming platforms, we should say and streaming platforms because it's not just Spotify, yeah. um, is uh, the fact that there are tiny bands, tiny, tiny punk bands in the UK who can now go over to, you know, I don't know, Estonia, and they'll have yeah. an audience. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and cool. And that's, that's amazing mm. and brilliant. Mm. And, you know, their algorithms are very good for the most part. If you put on, I don't know, I mean, Tool will probably give you Pussifer and A Perfect Circle and stuff, but then it'll yeah. probably also give you Failure. It'll probably yeah. give you, what else will it give you? Maybe Carnival, maybe, you know. So that's good for that. Like, I actually use Apple Music more than I, I, I've got Spotify. Right. But I actually use Apple Music, and I I think Apple Music the the hardware sucks. Yeah, like it's a pain in the fucking ass to actually use, but it's better. Yeah, Gen I, it's generally better. I can't remember if we've had this conversation on mic or not, but generally the rule seems to be Apple the hardware sucks, but the software's great, and mm. um, uh, Spotify the other way around. I mean, you don't have hardware for Spotify. That's ridiculous. Yeah, never mind. Um, but yeah, I've heard that the, the algorithms for Apple the Music playlists on on Apple Music yeah. are far better. Right. The way everything kind of has been curated and put together is far better. You've got much more of a chance of hearing something. I think personally, you've got much more of a chance of hearing something that you probably wouldn't have heard of or something you you've completely forgotten about. I think you've got a much bigger chance of finding that on Apple Music. And I feel like the people who make the playlists on Apple Music actually know what they're talking about, and there seems to be some some kind of coherent consistency okay. like you get a metal playlist on spotify and it's just fucking all over the place mm. do you know what mm. i mean it's just absolutely all over the place where they have kind of they have a black gaze essentials right on, on apple music which has got all like alcest and deaf heaven and bostonage and stuff like that on it and you think fucking hell that's actually like that's really niche I, I, i'm sure i've seen black gaze playlists on spotify unless i'm just thinking I, the ones that i've made uh, <laughs> I, well mate i'm sure there are they, i'm sure there are but the actual official there is no official like you know they have kick-ass metal on spotify yeah, right, and it's got yeah. like in this moment and employed to serve and slash all in the same yeah, thing and you're like who, yeah. who's this for like every, yeah. every, every, like possibly everyone but mm. putting just having disturbed and then it going straight into like an amure song is weird mm, mm, mm. um yeah. and nobody needs either of those things yeah either um so yeah but anyway that's become a conversation Re regardless if you do you you now if you've never listened to, to tool before you now have a no excuse to not listen to tool but b also use this opportunity wisely mm. and listen to them as they're intended to be listened to because yeah. they are not fucking hailstorm no they are not bloody the enemy no. right they're need to be consumed in the same way as you would listen to Pink Floyd or Rush or any of those other bands that you get compared to any of those great bands or the Beatles you don't just put on one song from Sgt Pepper do you put on the whole thing mm, some people do some people do yeah <laughs> alright that wasn't do. a great one alright you don't you don't put on you don't put on one song from Quadrophenia you listen to the whole thing so do that I think sit down you know I mean, my first port yeah, call yeah. would be sit down. Alice. Yeah, sit down. Just shut up. Sit down. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> go go and sit down. Like, get turn your phone off. Sit down. 
don't do anything else. No, you can't have a drink or a glass of water. <laughs> like, no, you have to listen to it in this way. Sorry to be a militant prick about it, but you know. I mean, I agree. Yeah, probably yeah. a darkened room. Dark room. Light some candles. You can't have a pillow. No. <laughs> cold floor. Take all your clothes off. Um, lay on the cold this is hard. Be taking floor. our tops off for tool part two. Take everything off. Well, now, <laughs> there's, everything. now the album's confirmed. <laughs> it's all coming off. It's got to come off, M3. It okay. has to. All right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to stick my tool CDs up my arse <laughs> for fun. I'm um, just going to listen to them how I always have done. So okay. I'm very pleased it's with that. got a bit weird, that, didn't it? It did. Um, yeah. You can that if you want. No, no. I think, actually, people should know the truth about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, do, let's do some reviews and then go. Um the first review we're going to do, it comes from Volbeat. Their new album is called Rewind, Replay, Rebound. It is the seventh studio album from everybody's favourite Danish Cowboys, following on from 2016's Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie record. Um, a record which didn't really grab me very much, but then saying that, I've never really been a massive fan of Volbeat. I do like some of the stuff they've done, although none of it really falls in the particularly recent past mm. Mm. uh it seems to go way back most of the stuff of theirs that i like i like the theory of volbeat the theory being this is johnny cash fronting metallica that's a great idea uh unfortunately i think with volbeat it usually is metallica on St. anger and more like an elvis impersonator rather than johnny cash um so you know the idea is great and some of their songs are great uh but i'm not a massive fan yeah, I broadly agree with you. Um, mm. I very much like the idea. It's sort of rockabilly meets metal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a that's a cool. It's a cool little twist on the formula, which mm. is. I don't know if it's. I don't know if no one else is doing, but I've not heard it very much. Not to the kind of extent that Volbeat are doing it. I yeah, don't think quite. And their um, earlier records, I kind of admired for. You know, I never loved them, but I admired them for being a little bit different and just having a little twist on the formula. Um, I have to say, I kind of, I the last Volbeat record I listened to, I can't even remember the title of it now, but it actually emerged that it came out in 2011 or 2012. So right. it's been a little while uh -huh. um, since I've heard one. So that would probably uh, would have been Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies, which came out in 2013. That's that had quite right. a big that had Lola Montez on it. Yes, um, that was kind of the first one that I really listened to uh, right. properly. Okay, and I thought, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And then I didn't actually, apart from the sort of big singles, it didn't really stick with me. But I went back and got kind of um, uh, like Beyond Heaven Above Hell and Guitar Gangs and Cadillac Blood. I thought mm -hmm. were both pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, and they're, 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 I enjoyed them more than I enjoyed that album, and I certainly enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie. Um, yes, so this is my point. I've not, I've not heard the last two records. I believe it is Seal the Deal, and is there another one? That's the no, that's the last one. Okay, I've not, I've not heard that, but uh, I have seen them. I did see them live on that tour. I think we both saw them at the O2 Arena. Yeah, uh, supporting Alter Bridge. Yeah, um, and they took a, they took a, they got sore bottom from going on after Gajira that night. Unfortunately, oh, didn't they? Oh my goodness gracious! But they yeah. are good. Like again, do you know what? I've seen them a bunch. I have seen them a lot. Right. Um, I've seen them in Europe where they're fucking massive, fucking massive. Yeah. And they are 
they are good live. Like usually they are good live. And I think they were good live at the O2 that night. It's just they went on after poor bastards having to go on after Gajira. Yeah. Like might have been the best Gajira show I've ever seen. It was, um, it was fantastic, wasn't well, it? Yeah, yeah. No, until Brixton the other week, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bloodstock and oh, fucking every good show. <laughs> but the, but the, I remember thinking during that show, the new material doing like very, very, very little for me. Mm. Um, so I guess listening to this record was a little bit of a, it wasn't a surprise because I'd heard that they'd gone in a more, let's say, radio rock direction. Mm. Um, but it at the same time, it was a bit of a surprise because I didn't realise quite how much. Well, uh, I think there will be people who are Volbeat fans mm -hmm. uh, or who like that type of thing yeah. who will hear the first song, Last Stand of the Sun, which is the opening song and it's also one of the singles they release, which has a real, starts with a real kind of AC, a massive ACDC influence on it. But then to me, loses so much bite Um I think it's a like that is a real stinker of an opening. Like I am staggered that they have chosen that song to open their album with because it's really bland and it's possibly it's possibly the worst song on the record. Ooh, like I, I mean about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a pretty yeah. Awful song, yeah, but it's I mean <laughs> okay, but certainly in terms of picking, you know, like there are other things on it that they could that they could put as a first track, which would yeah, far, far, far usurp this. And it is one of, it is a real, like, bewil it's a bewildering decision to open the album yeah. with the, with such a boring song. I just feel like everything that was, anything at all that was interesting or ever so slightly unique about Volbeat has been almost ironed out of them with this record. There are touches of the kind of rockabilly thing mm. um, left in there, but they're quite fleeting and they're not yeah. particularly done well. And which is weird because they obviously can do it well based and on previous form. It's there, there are parts in it that because of how clean everything sounds, rather than sounding cool and retro, yeah. they just sound a bit, cli a bit kind of cliche, a bit cheesy. Um, I mean, the second song as well, Pelvis on Fire, They've just released that as a single, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. And again, like, I, uh, part of me doesn't Far mind it. Sex on Fire, of course. Yeah, like obviously. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of a song with pelvis. I, think, I can't think of any other song with pelvis in the title. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Probably for the best, I would yeah. say, if this is any evidence of it. And um, again, you know, it's got, it really leans on that kind of, um, that kind of doo-woppy, hand-clappy, mm -hmm. uh, kind of early rock and roll vibe. Yeah. And they can do that, but for some reason it just sounds like almost like a kind of comedy attempt at doing it. And it's quite a kind of slimy song as well. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of a quite an icky song that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, so there's a um quote from the press release. I know I know you don't read press releases. No. Um, but um I did think this was very interesting whilst listening to the record. Michael Paulson, the uh, lead singer and guitarist, mm -hmm. he said the whole point for us going into the studio is because you still have something to prove, not just for the fans, but mostly for yourself. And listening to this record, I'm kind of like, I can't, this does not feel like a band who feel like they have anything to prove mm. apart from let's write some songs where we can get on the radio. And the thing is, I think it, I think it will succeed in that most likely. I think this probably will push them, make them even more well, popular than they are. They're, they're a band who uh, kind of broadly get mentioned within the, you know, could they headline download? 
you know, like potential festival yeah. headliner. Like when we, t- you know, they're the sort of band you get thrown in alongside Ghost or How A Day to Remember. Or well, I mean, I've seen them play a huge, huge show, two huge shows. I've seen them, the headline Hellfest when I was there, right? Uh, and they headlined a uh, a venue, uh, kind of open. It wasn't an arena. It wasn't a stadium, but it was a kind of what they call like what the uh, like a Roman like amphitheater. Coliseum, yeah, amphitheater. yeah, yeah, like an amphitheater in Germany. I saw them in Berlin do that, and both times they were, you know, they were great. Right. They were really good, and they're the sort of you know like they can do those shows mm. those size. That that's the sort of size shows that they're used to doing. And on, we should say the, the, U- the UK is behind as well. Way I mean, behind. They've just announced Brixton Academy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think it's a second or third go at Brixton? Is it okay? Yeah. Um, but with a, a hell of a supporting bill as well with Baroness and mm. uh, someone else. Yeah, I can't remember. That's, quite, that's someone else that's quite a big deal, yeah. you know. Um, and they probably will sell it out with that bill, but I don't know in the UK if they would have done beforehand. I, I, I actually don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw them at the Roundhouse as well with Hatebreed supporting them. So again, you know, like, yeah, it was interesting. Um, And again, they were really, really good. Really good. Mm. And they can, you know, they could play a big, big show. And But I think when we we were chatting about Lamb of God at Download, it's a similar sort of thing, I think, where Lamb of God were on fucking fire. Like, Lamb of God aren't ever going to headline Download, obviously. But Lamb of God were on fucking fire for, you know, the best part of the noughties. And the last two records have been good, but not like wow and i think you're getting to the point with volbeat now where there's for us there's there's less wow and there's like you you like i would go and see volbeat even though i'm not massively keen on this record i would still like i'll go them and baroness i think it sounds like a fucking great night out okay but then you are kind of diminishing the amount if you're playing songs off the last two records you're sort of diminishing the quality of that set list but obviously you have to keep releasing music and you have to keep playing music from uh, there's a chance that these songs will sound much better live there'll be much you know there'll be much more grit and there'll be much more cutthroat and there'll be much more life in these songs live yeah which actually is what that's what a lot all a lot of them need really yeah. I'm su- I was surprised at how wet a lot of it sounds mm. um, which you know like I mean Michael Paulson's performances on songs like Last Day Under the Sun and Rewind the Exit Yeah. or I mean I found um, that When We Were Kids song which is a kind of ballad Yes. Um, absolutely insipid to mm. be honest um, yeah and, and actually I mean I don't know if it's because it, that song is, is that's really bad that song um, but, but w- but just a quick point about that song. That is the kind of song that Brian Fallon could take and mm. turn into something incredibly heartfelt and poignant mm. and could actually turn it into a highlight of a, off of a Gaslight Anthem album. But that's the difference between these two bands, though, because, you know, I'm not I, I, I'm not slagging Volby off for this, but they're not. They shouldn't even be try like I don't think they should even be trying to com- like I agree. bands like the Menzingers and Gaslight Anthem yeah. are real. They, like yeah, they do that really these guys well. are Danish and they're doing country and western mixed with thrash metal and it's mm. like well that in mm. this is a cool thing that you've cultivated. Yeah, it's not real. You're not yeah. really those people. Like I don't listen to this and go oh I'm I'm sure Michael you know. <laughs> Brill cream, slick back air, Michael Paulson. I'm sure he, you know, rides the fucking, you know, rides his fucking horse 
on around to take him to the next amphitheater that he's playing. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> stopping off um, <laughs> gunslinger. Like, no, that's not him at all. This is a, and it, oh, you know, a, a fantasy. Yeah, it's a fantasy. It's a yeah. you know, like, and that's cool. That's cool that's that, fine. that it's an yeah. act, and this is you know, like a, a almost like a character that he plays. But and he obviously has grown up listening to loads of country and western music, and loads of Johnny Cash, and yeah. he's grown up listening to loads of metal. And you know, he used to be in a death metal band, he used to be in a grindcore band, um, but, hence why Barney's. But but those only those kind of songs only work if it's sort of a, a real heartfelt thing that you're yeah, going through. Exactly, and, you, you know, and that, it doesn't feel like that. I think I run like you know the, the best parts of this rack of this record are when, like for me, "Sorry Sack of Bones" is which actually follows straight after is really cool. Sounds it's like got, the 80s Matchbox Beeline. Well, well. I was going to say it sounds like cramps. Mm, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. got that kind of like super, um, you know, creepy like yeah. really fucking weird goth you know post-punk again post-punk thing going on and it's yeah, and, well, i've got a rock and roll vibe and a, from it. With yeah, a ro- yeah, yeah, yeah but like yeah. but done yeah but obviously with their rock and roll thing but yeah. it's got that like you say 80s matchbox speedline disaster the cramps that kind of thing yeah. like really fucking cool um like the misfits as well touching yeah. the misfits in there as well that's a good that's a good song I yeah that would be good really good live yeah yeah like um, that is a wicked wicked song i yeah. was like this is fucking awesome this song it's great and parasite the 37 second like banger just like <laughs> full-on you know and i was like you can do this like this is this is really good and actually i think um cheap size sloggers which has got gary holt from slayer on as yeah, well yeah, that's like that's cool. a really good song and yeah. it feels like it's got lots of pace and lots of energy and i think when volbeat do that on this record it's very, very good. It's the, just the everlasting. That's that cool kind of thrash metal. Yeah, that's, that's really cool as well. That's got yeah, that's chunky as fuck, and mm-hmm. you know, it's got um, it's not as technical as Megadeth, but it reminds me of kind of um, almost like Rust in Pe- like it's produced like kind of Rust in Peace era yep. Megadeth, yep. where it's ch- it's really choppy, and it, you know, there are parts on this record that are really, really fucking cool, mm. but too much of it to me is just, you know, um. It feels like not only does it feel like oh you know it's just another Volbeat album mm. and it's a bit of Volbeat by numbers. It feels like a kind of dialed down Volbeat by numbers. Yeah, it does. It does feel very, very cynically um, made for radio. To be honest, most of it. Yeah, most of it does for to, to my ears. Um, you know, which I guess fits the criteria that they're going for at the moment, but it's not really what we're particularly interested in um it's 56 minutes and 45 seconds feels way longer i think it's way too long anyway but Mm. it feels like i felt like this album really dragged even though some of the highlights are are quite a few of the highlights towards the end yeah of the record yeah um but i felt like it really dragged it's Um, mad that we've said all this good stuff about it and it's got gary holt and and neil fallon on it as well we've not even mentioned neil fallon and die to live uh, which you know Neil Fallon utterly incapable of not being good yeah. on anything. I mean, Neil, Fa- <laughs> like... I'd say like if this record makes one Volbeat fan become a Clutch fan, great. Yeah, I forgive it everything. <laughs> like mm. you know, um, and I think Neil Fallon's brilliant on it. I think Neil Fallon's far better on his own material. Oh yeah, 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 sense. But like he's, I think he knocks into a cocked hat to be honest with his delivery mm-hmm. um which is not something i thought i'd say listening to the early volby records I, th- I think Paulson's delivery has been amazing he's definitely a great showman mm. 
Um, but uh, like I say on this album, a lot of it, he just sounds really wet and I find it incredibly off-putting. Yeah, it's not great. Nope. It's not a great record. Overall, I think the high points are, are very high. Do you know what I mean? The high points are, I mean, particularly, I think, sorry, Sack of Bones, I will probably continue to listen to that song okay. throughout, you know, continuing into the rest of the year because I think it is wicked. Um, I'd rather just listen to AC's Max Punch B lines as I said. Yeah, I mean, probably that's <laughs> quite a good point. I suppose when Static Age is like sitting there and you're probably yeah. not going to listen to this. Either. But yeah. uh, but no, but it, it's a really good, you know, there's there's good moments there good on moments this. On it, there's good moments on this and yeah, there's enough yeah. good moments on it to, to pick out and put into their live show. I wonder if that is what they will That's pick. That's the thing. They won't. Yeah. I feel like the songs that they, yeah, I don't think they'll pick the songs that yeah. we want. Them would to you pick. get Sorry Sack of Bones live or would you get Last Down of the Sun? You get Last Down of the Sun. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, if you're a Volbeat fan, then you have got some more Volbeat. Well, if you're a latter day Volbeat fan, I think, yeah. because I think there's going to be plenty of people who like the early stuff, but not the later stuff. Mm. And I and I think if you're one of those, I don't think this will have all that much for you either. No. Okay. But anyway, it, it, is, um, it is out. It's uh, the latest album from Volbeat. It's called Rewind, Replay, Rebound. Um, go and have a listen. Be interested to see what people think about it, because I mean, I... I don't, I don't know how well the last one was received by the actual Volbeat fan base. It doesn't seem appear to have done them any harm at all, and I'm, I imagine this one won't either. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about another band whose seventh studio album is out um, again. Uh, it's the seventh album from Russian Circles. It's called Blood Year, coming once again from um, on hot on the heels of 2016's Guidance album, which I really liked. I love Guidance. I uh, reviewed that record for Metal Hammer magazine when ah, it came cool. out. Okay. And I gave it a very positive review. Um, even though, I have to say, I think um, Memorial and the tour with Chelsea Wolfe and Chelsea Wolfe getting involved with Russian Circles was a particular high point for that band. Totally agree. Um, yes. So, uh, In fact, I would go as far as to say Memorial, my favourite Russian Circles album varies day by day between memorial and their debut enter but mm. memorial i think is an absolutely phenomenal record yeah 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 yeah. but i did really like guidance yeah um good follow-up uh, really good follow-up and it was it was like to, uh, what i remember about it and i remember being kind of quite not shocked but just like uh, it's just how accessible it felt Mm -hmm. at the time mm -hmm. you know when we talk about we had this conversation before about our russian circles a post metal post rock band mm -hmm. and i think you think they're not uh no i would say well, you said they metal are. band yeah okay. I, I would say but i think there's plenty of post metal slash post rock that's very accessible so mm, okay. i believe they're more on them you know post metal and post rock are a very broad church you could call neurosis post metal well i do and you could call Russian circles post-metal, but they sound completely different mm. from one another. I think we had this chat with Pelican before, didn't we, about whether yeah. or not Pelican are a post-metal band. Pelican and are going to come up in this review. <laughs> right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, uh, yeah, but they're a good band, basically. I well, think. I, I'll, go, I'll go way further than that. Russian circles are possibly one of my favourite post-metal bands in the world. I oh, really? Okay. I absolutely adore them. I think... Um, the previous six albums, I think all of them are fantastic and all of them have added something to um, their form. Their f something They've added something to their formula, which I think 
I, I think they do have a formula, but I think that they've always added an ingredient with every record. Yeah, that is excellently well put. I think they... It they took are, a while, but I got yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. You're completely right. I think they are um, a rarity in instrumental music that they sound like Russian circles. I'm really pleased you said that because I mm -hmm. wasn't sure if you were going to say that. And if you did say the opposite, I would have been very upset. But yeah, yeah, no, no, I do. I think yeah. you, they sound like it. I think a lot of that... Maybe that's just my ear for as being a bit of a fanboy for, um, for, uh, for Brian Cook who obviously is formerly of Botch, um, Botch and these arms of snakes, yeah. who is one of my favorite bass players. And any time yeah. I get the chance to listen to him play bass yeah. and do the things he does on bass is a good day yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, he's, he's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if maybe, I wonder if other people don't have that would agree. I, I would like to think they would. I feel like most people in the, post rock slash metal community would definitely yeah, agree that yeah, they're one yeah, of yeah. the best fans but of this era they're, and they're certainly a very very eclectic band yeah. within that sphere as well to you know to be able to do and, and again you know so just to kind of talk about this record um it's heavy like super heavy yep yep it's certainly one of the heaviest albums in their catalog mm. um and uh it's mixed by kurt Ballou, yeah as was guidance um and um yeah it's it, it's definitely is a heavy record um which is a good thing from your perspective i, I think see. so yeah i mean i uh there's a song in it called um sinaya is that how you mm -hmm. say it sinaya which has like a real atmospheric black metal vibe to it mm -hmm. without yeah. being a you wouldn't really call it a black metal song mm. but you know we talked about that kind of black gaze movement and um a little bit earlier on and i was like wow that's really cool that they've managed to keep this kind of rumbling almost kind of rumbling progressive stoner rock vibe but also transport it into a kind of atmospheric like proper icy atmospheric black metal and you think you know very very difficult to to balance what I you know when I think of Russian circles I always think kind of dry um like I say stone you know I would there's stuff later on that I would compare to Mastodon as well mm -hmm. and the, to kind of have that and also manage to bring this kind of quite icy harsh black metal sound to um to that and not kind of scrimp on the fact that like we say it sounds like Russian circles is is some trick mm -hmm. it's yeah, fucking cool they're an inc like they're incredibly good at having moments of beauty and then decimating those moments of beauty with utterly crushing yes yeah. i would say i mean a brilliant example of that um on memorial is you've got the intro track and then it goes straight into uh, the second track I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah, and it absolutely um, titles with Russian circles. <laughs> not a, not my strong suit, to be honest, mate. Um, I'm really, I, I, I have to get around to this, and this is actually one of the most painful things I've had to do in this podcast, especially considering that I've just gone on about how much I adore this band. I feel like this is the first Russian circles album I've heard, where I can't hear anything new i can't hear them progressing their formula well even though everything when you consider everything i just said or do you think i'm wrong? i don't disagree with anything yeah. you just said i think i think they've done that before i, I do think yeah, they've done a little that before. bit 
It, th- I listened to this record. I was really fucking Aspiring. excited. I was really excited to hear this record. I, I'm always excited for new Russian circles. Guidance was top five in my albums of the year, 2016. I, Memorial was close to number one. I adore them. I mm. love them. Um, and maybe it is just the Uber fan in me. I think it's incredible that they've written six records where they've progressed their formula every single time. And they've, they've really shout them out as well. Like yeah. they've only been writing records since like 2006, 2006 or seven, something yeah. like that. Um, and this one just felt like the first time where I listened to a whole Russian Circles record and went, I feel like I've heard everything on that before. Um, and it's still done to an incredibly high standard. It's still them, clearly. You know, you still put it on, you go, yeah, this is Russian Circles. They've got like bits and pieces going on. Like there's a lot of rim clicks. There's a lot of sort of uh, repeated motifs, which then have like a crushing like chords over them which is very russian circles they've got all those elements in it and i do think it's a really good album because i love russian circles but i was kind of left at the end thinking i kind of want them to do something totally different next now we this mm, okay because we spoke about tool earlier on and the expectation levels for a band who do progress so mm. much and would you be disappointed with um uh a consolidation mm. and certainly with the i mean i i hear what you're saying about what i said before i think it's really cool that kind of atmospheric black metal things come in i don't know that they've done it i like i personally obviously you would know their back catalogue mm. much better than i would i think but, has that thing that you were talking yeah, about yeah it does but i don't know i just felt like this was kind of it was markedly more extreme maybe it's cer- it's certainly one of the heaviest albums in their back catalog yeah and that's cool to hear mm. like i love the heavy russian circle stuff i also think it's one of the least dynamic in their back catalog yeah I mean, okay yeah yeah i mean i mean it is still very dynamic if you if you take a track like the opening track and there's another one which is like two and a half minutes called ghosts in the something or other um you know those Ghost are very high thank you those <laughs> are very quiet and delicately picked out and things like that but then the rest of the material sits in a very heavy, sludgy Russian circles mm. parameters, mm. which I love. But um, I just feel that with previous Russian circles records, it's gone to far more different places than yeah, that. Yeah. Now, like, don't get me wrong. I still I feel like I can't dislike a Russian circles album. And mm. I don't dislike this album. I mm. think it's really good. But it probably is my least favourite if Push came to shove. Okay. Um, and But I would also say that if, if someone had never heard Russian Circles and they listened to this record, I think they'd get a lot out of it. Yeah. So really, it's it's the massive Uber fan in me talking when I'm going, I'm a little bit disappointed. I still love it and I still can't wait to hear some of these. I'm very happy to have some of these songs in the set. They'll be playing Arc Tangent, mm-hmm. pick up Arc Tangent, you know, um, and if they'll play a couple of songs from this, I'm sure, and I'll be very happy to hear them. I just feel like we're seven albums in now. We're getting to a point where I'm like, now I want you to go away for a bit and 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 remain Russian circles, yet change the formula enough to feel like you difficult do to do that. Like seven albums. It's very in. difficult. It's very very difficult. But the fact that Russian circles, in my opinion, have been able to do it over six records, I mean, that's incredibly difficult. But one day it has to 
Sure. Not be like that. I think especially when you're an instrumental band. Yeah, sure. Unless you're adding... There are three pieces as well. Let's yeah. not forget there yeah. are three pieces. Yeah. One guitar, one drum kit, one bass guitar. Yeah. You know, that is, it's amazing that they've been able to sort of... To get so much. And I think even on this record, they get a hell of a lot out of three instruments. Completely agree. Like, they get so much out of three instruments. Oh, and, and you know, I, yeah. I, I have to say... Like, I was going to say this at the end. Like, I don't... I'm not disappointed by this at all, but maybe that's because I'm not as much of a, of a fan as you are. Um, I don't think it's as good as Guidance. It's certainly not as good as Memorial. Um, but it's, I still, I, you know, again, I really, I really like it. And I don't have any feelings of like disappointment just because uh, I guess, you know, there's just, a, it's just a good, it's a, it's undeniably a good record. I, I don't disagree with any yeah. of that. And I, and I think the only people who will be disappointed are the Uber fans. Mm. Um, but uh, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I can't hide it. And, and I already, you know, I already said this is one of the hardest. This is one of the bands who I do do not want to, you know, um, diss on this podcast because I absolutely adore them. But mm. um, Here I mean, we going, are. going back to the Pelican record quickly, Pelican for me are overall a league below russian circles mm -hmm. and i never ever thought i'd see the day where pelican and russian circles release a record in the same year and i prefer the pelican record mm. but i think in this case i prefer i now i think the, the pelican record that came out earlier this year might well be their best record yeah against the worst again russian... against the worst russian circles records yeah oh, in my opinion interesting so i do but i do actually prefer the pelican record of, yeah. of the two um yeah, I, I I quite like that Pelican record. Mm, okay, but I like this. I I'm. Do you know what? I, I re I, okay, here's what I will say: the second half of the Pelican record mm. is better than this. Okay, that's mm. what I think. That's fair. I mean, I I don't think there's loads between them to be honest, but mm. but I do I do prefer the Pelican record, and I I never thought I would say that about because I quite like Pelican. Yeah, and I adore Russian Circles. So, well, there you go. Shock horror. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I do dislike post stuff sometimes. You, well, you well, don't, don't dislike, dislike it. it. You've no. said that it's, it's still brilliant. <laughs> it's just not the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. If you'd come in and gone, what a pile of shit, then that would have <laughs> been, been stuck. Yeah, and I would have been like, wow. Um, finally, he admits it. He admits it, everyone. Um, no, they're great. This is a good record. It's called Blood Year. It is by Russian Circles. It is out now. Um, Ready let's for some... Uh... Okay. Extraordinarily. Yeah, let's move on to the next record. And I've put this in the middle, even though it's probably not, you know, we 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 usually go unless something is kind of super duper extraordinary, um, uh, we might put it at the top if it's not as commercially viable or as big as some of the other things that we cover. Um this isn't it's probably one of the small i mean you know it's quite a big week that is murder a big band russian circles in their field are a, a big band and volby obviously we've spoken about them being festival headliners uh but we've stuck this in the middle and i think purely because this needs to be spoken about almost like a lead review but it just well it will all become clear <laughs> yeah, 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 uh yeah. lingua ignota uh, aka Kristen hater um i i thought it was pronounced lingua ignota but, lingua I, don't, ignota, but okay. I may be wrong i don't know so this is an album called caligula it's the third album as i said from the mind of um the second. 
EP. Was the EP, it was an EP the first one? Okay, she's released a few EPs, hasn't she as well? Mm, so. um, yeah. Okay, so the, this is the third album from the the mind of the American neoclassical musician Christian Hater. Uh, who um, follows on from 2017's record All Bitches Die. Um, so I don't really know where to start with this. Basically, this, I think, I can start if you this want. is, uh, just to give people a little okay. bit of context um, for this. Um, she's a, a classically trained pianist, uh, I believe, um, who kind of found her way into the sort of um, avant-garde and extreme music scene through some of the people who appear on this album. There are members of Full of Hell mm -hmm. and The Body um, uh, actually appear on this record. Um, she's signed to Profound Law uh, Records who, in, who told her um, rather than to tone down her creative expressions, um, to uh, indulge herself mm. in in what it was that she was making, um, this record has been described by her as survivor anthems and is based on her thoughts and experiences of an of one particular abusive relationship. Um, by all accounts, she's been in a few. Um, I think some of the other material that she's released um, has referenced being in, in, involved in various it has uh, but not to this extent but certainly. not to this extent and i believe this is based uh, and referencing one particular individual yeah um the record is <sighs> i i i i genuinely i i don't know where we go from here m3 um well Let's try and explain what it sounds like musically, because really it's genreless. Um, it's interesting you said neoclassical. I, I don't think that's a terrible shout, although I don't think it gives you the full extent. And actually, what the hell does neoclassical mean anyway? Mm. Um, the press notes called it an outsider's opera. I don't think that's too bad. Um, I would say it reminds me more of Greek tragedy which isn't even a genre of music. But actually, the thing that this album reminds me the most of is, you know, Oedipus and the Socrates kind of... You would have studied all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for those who aren't au fait with Greek tragedy, basically the stakes are enormously high. It's usually... The emotions are enormously wrought. It's incredibly... Um, it, it's dealing with subjects like well fucking your mother usually the abuse, abuse um, and like murder murder chop like having eyes yeah gouged the mutilation out, and the of destruction of the, the the sort of the human form yeah um and i think um i think what particularly reminded me of greek tragedy was there's quite a few moments where um hater uh layers her vocals into a kind of greek chorus yeah. so one of the one of the stylistic choices of greek tragedy is um you'll have a greek chorus that is kind of singing quite melodramatically about all these things that happen maybe melodramatically is not the right word in this context i don't know but the song titles in and of themselves um give you kind of an idea of how extraordinarily antagonistic this album um can be in mm. terms of um 
well, making you want to feel these emotions, I guess. If the poison won't take you, my dogs will. Yeah, Fucking that's... death dealer. Yeah. Spite, alone, uh, spite alone holds me aloft. Fragrant is my many flowered crown, you know. May but failure be your noose. May failure be your noose. We'll get back to that in a minute, my goodness. Um, it actually, in the press notes, it actually says um, that this is less, uh, it means less to us, but for people who are writing up about this album, all of the titles have to be in caps, right. uh, caps as well, you know. So it really is trying to throw this, um, these themes in your face and i think people have talked about um how film and television is an empathy machine have mm. you heard people refer mm-hmm. to this um and it was talked about a lot like a good example would be like the opening 25 minutes of saving private ryan how a yeah. lot of people kind of felt like um a lot of people who were in world war Two said you're never going to know what it's like but this is the closest you will get to experiencing you know that yeah. which is obviously nowhere near what it is but you know you it evokes enough of the feelings to be a sympathy machine would probably be a better word for uh-huh. it but they call it the empathy machine i feel like this album is just the absolute closest i will get uh or i have got to understanding the the what it must feel like to to be in the fallout of a domestic abuse situation <coughs> either this or a, or a film like no by mouth mm-hmm. um ray winston film directed by gary oldman it kind of evokes the same kind of feeling of oh my god you, you can't escape it and you can't mm. get away from it yeah um i actually tweeted yesterday that um now i feel and there may be people listening to me who go no 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 <laughs> no you don't but i feel like i have a fairly strong um stomach for music extreme music i mean you know w- we spoke about the paper chase mm-hmm. we spoke about um the drift by scott walker i always said you know the drift is the heaviest record and i will occasionally go back to the drift and i will go and when i'm in the right mood for it i will go back to the drift and i will i think i said at the time i don't know if enjoy is the right word but i think like i now feel like enjoy is the right word because the for for the drift for the drift yeah because i'm now aware that actually what i felt when i was listening to the drift is way closer to enjoyment as to what I felt when I was listening to this record. And I actually tweeted yesterday that I never thought I would, I never thought, you know, I've listened to Swans and Neurosis and Mersbo and Throbbing Gristle and, you know, Boris and, you know, whatever, or as fucking extreme a black metal, death metal, grindcore band you could ever possibly imagine. I, I honestly thought that no music... You know, we listened. To, we had a Tiny Teenage Riot. I can put that Tiny Teenage Riot live at Brixton no, Academy on and go. God, it's a bit a bit much, this, isn't it? But it, but, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Fuck but it, with yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, does it? yeah. In this, you just go, oh Christ, this is yeah. loud and annoying me. But but the emotional weight isn't there. With but try, yeah, trying to find something to compare this to 
musically or at all. I mean, the only thing I have, because I, like I say, I tweeted, I was like, I never thought I'd find something and go, this is too much. This is too much for me. I don't want this. Okay. I don't want to listen to this. Okay. It's up like, I found this album dr like draining and like, this is really ups. This is like legit upset me, this record. Mm. Like I didn't want to sleep in my house on my own mm. after I listened to it. I had mm. the window open. I was listening to it in this room on that speaker the other day. Mm. And I was, I had to, the, the, the you know, the neighbors were outside and I was like, they must think I'm listening, watching a snuff movie or something. Mm. And, and I was just like, after sort of three or four tracks, I just thought I can't take this anymore. I can't take it. Mm. It's too much. Okay. And, um, and I tweeted kind of words to that effect. And someone came back to me actually and said, um, it's like Scott Walker and Mersbo being directed by Gaspar Noe. Now we have talked about the film Irreversible yes. briefly on this podcast before. Um, again, it's a film that I've seen it once. Yep, it's same. a French film starring um, uh, Vincent Cassel. Cassel and Monica Bellucci, mm -hmm. which features just the most painstakingly difficult rape scene yep. that you uh, could ever ever imagine one one take 12 i think it's around 12 minutes yeah looking scene. up at her uh, and him oh. as 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 it takes place and it is it is forever burnt into my into my psyche yes. it, it is a tr it's an absolutely traumatizing thing to have to go through i watched it in 2002 it's still the the thought of it makes me feel makes my skin crawl makes mm. me feel sick the mm. thought of it and i i, I would and i would kind of part of me thinks you know oh you should all watch it because mm. you know people say what a genius piece of filmmaking it is and how incredible it is i mean it gets to the point with something like that where i don't even know if i can talk about whether you know the idea of whether or not this album is good or not seems so trite yeah yeah i agree actually yeah it feels like such a kind of pointless conversation to be trying to actually review this like a piece of music it's certainly i mean i was kind of thinking where on earth do you put this in a albums of the year kind of thing what do you give it as a mark out of 10? I mean, it makes all of those things totally redundant because yeah. that isn't really what it's about. Um, it's, um, well, as I said, I'd go back to that empathy machine or as I said, sympathy machine is probably a better word. Um, I think if you'd, I think if you'd been through these things, I think it would be an enormously, enormously difficult listen. And I would actually, uh, seriously consider whether you should listen to it or not if it you know really should think about it a lot very hard whether you should listen to it if you've been through anything which is similar to um domestic abuse or anything along those lines because i think it's so powerfully recreates that feeling of just i mean in some senses it's a stockholm syndrome of wanting to be loved by this person that's hurting you and then sometimes it's just wanting to claw the guy's fucking throat out you know mm. sometimes it's so savage and even when she's singing 
the manner in which she sings is quite can be quite traumatizing in a way and and she does quite it sounds like someone who is in the most unbearable pain yeah yeah it doesn't matter if she's screaming and the screams on this are savage (sighs) just you know it's like uh, again you know i think when you spoke before about the savageness of say um cult leader i mean you know that's nothing compared to this you know it, yeah it, it feels like nothing it kind of almost it's shown up and embarrassed like when people talk about how heavy metal is and all this kind of stuff mm. it's like kind of it's embarrassing to kind mm. of consider like in a minute we're going to be talking about thy art is murder thy is murder sound like a boy band compared to this yeah i do agree you know but then but then again we should you know we should point out it's not in a sonic sense Although there are well, I, sonic things on here. I, I think really I, I would I don't, again. I, yeah, I think that this is this is heavy in every single respect. You know, I mean, emotionally it is overbearingly, oppressively heavy. But and musically, you know, it, there are points where it is kind of heavy in a traditional metal setting. But even even the bits that are heavy, just the way they use silence and the way that she uses dynamics and everything tempo about, and uses, tempos the, and the, the, the kinds of notes she uses yeah. yeah and the the sort of the the way that like you say she layers these vocals so it almost sounds like and they're all kind of it's all some points that be slightly off key or yes. slightly kind of discordant nasty sounding things yeah. i mean I, I i you know i've been reading up on this a lot because it's like you know the kind of um, going past a, a car wreck on the side of the motorway and not wanting to look. Do you know but what? Feeling yeah. compelled to look, and I feel comp- I feel like, and also there was a, a kind of for me there was it would be a disservice to not know what this was about oh, and to come on here and yeah, and go. Yeah. Well, I think she's. I mean, you know, you obviously know that it's about something terrible, Horrific. and but yeah. I want to know what, how she got into this mind space. I mean, you know, to the idea that you do this live. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very, very, very intrigued to see this live. She's coming to um, a venue called Oslo in London at the end of September. Um, she played Roadburn as well. I wish I'd known um, at the time that she was playing Roadburn. I'm very, very curious to see what it is. I think. Do you be... honestly want to watch this? Um, I mean, you wouldn't get. You couldn't yeah. drag me into watch that. To really? be honest with you, you could not drag me to watch her. Right. Okay. There is. I've got absolutely no. I, there are two things I will say about this, and I hope this doesn't sound callous or unfeeling or anything. Like one, I'm. I'm never. I. I do not want to watch this live. I, I, she calls her um, live shows exorcisms. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't want that. I believe she's in the middle of the crowd for them as well. And fucking out. Like yeah. And, and secondly for everything we're talking about this record i'm never going to listen to this record ever again mm, mm. i'm never going to listen to this record ever again like not I, I, and and do you know what I've, I've got to say i'm i'm intrigued within myself as to why that is mm. because i do listen to the you know the drift by scott walker and i will listen to neurosis albums over and over again and you know those are men doing that and i i i've spent the last sort of four days trying to work out why I'm so shocked and often kind of reviled by this. And 
maybe there's a touch of the old toxic masculinity inside me, Renfrey, that I've just not been able to express or that I knew was there or whatever. But there's there's something in there that feels so... It's like, I don't want to be oppressed. Mm. You are oppressing me by... De- but, may- but maybe I need to be. Maybe I actually mm-hmm. need to be. Maybe there's a, there's a thing where you go, I'm going to shut down from this and you hear about fucking awful awful things that happen to people and you know i i've got to a point in my life you know I, where i just i just don't want to i don't i don't want my life to be about those things mm. yeah, yeah, but yeah. maybe i should maybe you know occasionally maybe someone has to go no 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 you actually you need to hear this maybe sometimes you just need and when i say you i don't mean you personally but maybe sometimes one just needs art to shake them up a little bit and i think that this absolutely does that i mean i can't yeah. think this is the heaviest album we'll cover this year by a mile, it's probably may well end up being the heaviest album we ever cover. Also, that anyone ever covers that anyone ever covers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just so. I uh, sixty three minutes, and there are few moments of let up. There are a few. There are a few, but um, even the, even they feel full of threat. And well, well, I feel like they are there. There are these moments of fleeting beauty where it almost feels like, oh, you think you've escaped it, and then. No, it just clutches yeah, you back yeah, right yeah. in. I think the beginning of May Failure Be Your Noose has the most beautiful piano refrain. Mm. It's absolutely gorgeous. And her but all of it feels like, it. like, yeah, I mean, like. But then this horrible, oppressive, industrial dirge comes in. Yeah. And, and, and it becomes, you know, and she starts, she starts sort of singing about her captor and saying, May Failure Be A Garment To Wrap Round You. May Failure Be A Belt With Which To Gird You may failure be a noose with which to hang you and it builds into this litany of screams and noise before cutting out and then haters just quietly singing everything burns down around me and it is far more i mean it's far more shocking than i've made it sound yeah and it, i've sound, it made is, it sound it, pretty it, awful there's nothing we like, can say there yeah. honestly there is nothing we can say about this record that will do justice to how just painful and difficult it is to listen to and there were parts of it where i was going like i was fucking cursing you as well i was like have i not been through enough recently you prick sorry like you have was like why are you bringing this in but uh, like well well, but but it is it's an unbelievably important like like, what i will say about this is i think this is if if art is you know we talked when we were talking about volby earlier and my god to compare this to volby it seems like a bizarre thing (laughs) like a ridiculous thing to do but we talked about Michael Poulsen as a character. Mm. We talked about, you know, the idea of, you know, the, the character of a rock star, the the kind of, the 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 thing that you see when I'm seeing this person on stage, I think Greg from Dylan just said, you are seeing a percentage of, um, 10%, you're, yes, you know, 10% yeah. of him amped up right mm. now. That's as maybe. And I think, you know, that's probably true for a lot of bands or most bands. Yeah. And that might even be true. And, I, I fucking hope to God that, that is true of of Christian Hater, but I don't think it is. But uh, but my God, I mean, I, if art is meant to be a true, honest reflection of a human of of, of genuine human feelings and thoughts and emotions, then this is an absolutely perfect record. Mm. It is a perfect unsurpassed snapshot of of how that must feel i you know without going too personal like i know it's probably 
it might be different. I'm sure it's very different for, for men, but I was in a, a pretty abusive relationship. I had a girlfriend who would punch me in the back of the head when I was asleep in bed. Um, do you know what I mean? Like I, mm. and, but um, I'm not sure I ever felt like this, but there were times where I felt so fucking angry and, and kind of a bit and embarrassed and sort of ashamed and disgusted at myself and stuff like, and you know, so I know a little bit. I think I'm, I don't think I do know what that feels like. I don't think I do. I mean, I feel like I shit would like sort of flow back. Um, listening to this and it's hard and at the end of it I absolutely I was on my own here at the end of uh, when this record finished at the end and it ends on just this like gargle yeah. of noise yeah. and I just fucking cried for like 40 minutes yeah. and it's probably everything but I and to be honest Renfrey like as important as I think this record is I think it's really important for her I think it could it will be really important for a lot of people I think as what it, not only what it stands for, but what it's actually done with the with the form that music can take and what it has done. It is a spectacular record, but I do not need this in my life. I get. I think that is a perfectly um, and understandable position to take on it. Mm. I've um, heard it now, and I, yes. <laughs> it's done. It's yeah, I, like yeah, yeah. see you later. I, I totally get that. I think. I, I thought it was kind of essential that we cover it. Yeah, mate, it, so... it, absolutely. I completely agree. Like yeah. we, it, we, you know, this is exactly the sort of record that we should be talking yeah. about. Yeah. But it so made powerful. me hate myself and it made me feel really upset. Mm. And I, I, that, you know, I, think, I can't be dealing with that at the moment. I think, yeah, <laughs> like, no, and that's really? totally fair enough. I mean, I've brought it in this week because this record came out two weeks ago, which is yeah. so we were a bit late to it um, just because I, I was aware of it. I've had it for a couple of months, but I was, you know, we've been doing 2000 Trees Review and our birthday special, blah, mm. blah, blah. But we just knew, I just knew that this, we had to, this is such a powerful piece of work. We can't ignore it. Um, I think going back to that thing of can you enjoy this record? Um, enjoy certainly seems like the wrong word, but what I will say is unlike you by the sounds of it, and I don't want to bring that car crash thing up again, but I've actually kind of been enticed back to it despite myself, despite not really... In I, I cannot say that I enjoy listening to this record. I can't imagine how anyone could enjoy listening to this. And yet over a period of a month or so i've probably listened to it 20 25 times which is bizarre <sighs> fucking hell. but then but then some people would say that about daughters as well you know uh, yeah but then i cannot uh, like i was listening to that daughter's album on the tube the other mm. the other week mm. it's a great record like yeah, it's brilliant. hard yeah. like it is hard work yeah but and it says some dark fucking deep horrible it goes to some pretty fucking rough places yeah but not like this no i think i like, agree I, with you I, I, I don't i don't you know like even as you said it and i can't believe it because we when we said oh fucking hell this daughter's album is it's really fucking fucked up which it is which it is but compared but but not compared to this no 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 not really i mean it's like a fucking blink 182 album compared to this <laughs> yeah. I, i'm honestly yeah. i'm i i really don't want to be try i hope people don't think i'm joking i hope people don't think that you know are we this is hyper this is hyperbolic i honestly feel like mm. this is the only album i've ever listened to ever that, I've, that has intrigued me 
but that I know I just don't, I, I have got absolutely never, ever want to listen to again. I, I genuinely think this is the heaviest record I've ever heard. I think that's a perfectly understandable viewpoint, and uh, I apologise for bringing it that's in, right. although it's very, very important. I would say that I would approach this record with caution, um, but I absolutely think that if you think you can stomach it, or if you're, if anything about it has intrigued you enough, I would definitely... If you're interested in music as as an incredibly powerful work of art, I don't know if you'll ever listen to anything more powerful than this album. And if that in, in and of itself intrigues you and you feel like you can deal with the subjects that it talks about, and I do think that's very, very important, then I absolutely recommend listening to this album. But you know with strong caveats of prepare yourself because it is really yeah ble- bleak doesn't even cover it it's, i mean it is <laughs> it's, it's made me it's made me recalibrate how i what i what what how what i think about being a like when i when it's i think the when i yeah oh god like when i think of like the holy bible i've been for years going oh how bleak is the holy bible the holy bible feels pretty just just like another record in comparison mm. do you know what i mean i i honestly the, it, i and she obviously walks it as she talks mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and you know there is no way you could fake this there is no, no way on earth you could fake this um and she actually um donated 100 percent of the proceeds to a title of uh to um the ep that which was titled let the evil of his L- own lips cover him 100 percent of the proceeds of that ep went to the national network to end domestic violence and not for profit organization wow i didn't she know gave 100 percent that everything went that's to incredible that. wow okay and she's a fascinating person artist. artist this is this is an extraordinary piece of work yeah which it I think is, we'll both agree but, with, whether, uh, whether yeah, we'll both continue yeah, to listen to it definitely. or not. Probably not on your uh, case. You know, I'm sure, again, I'm sure Irreversible is actually technically a brilliant film. Yes. But when yes, something is yes. extreme to the point where you just think it feels like I'm living this. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that with my life. Yeah. Um. I just, I just can't ever imagine being in a space where... I would want to if you want to feel something this is the record yeah. I mean if you if you yeah. want to feel because you know I I didn't want to go to bed on my own that night like mm. I on and, and that sounds like again I'm genuinely not trying to be hyperbolic or say like oh, you know, it's the most fucked up thing you know? I'm not trying to do that but I it's, it makes Slipknot sound utterly ridiculous ridiculous I mean, it, go, this is the most fucked up thing you'll ever hear it, you know? it upset me it really upset me yeah it, it upset um, me as well yeah i mean i i found it just uh i don't know, I don't know man like i just I, it took me a really long time to get over it. And I listened to it once. To be honest with you, I listened to it once. You said okay. you need to listen to it a few times. And I was like, nah, okay. I can't. I can't listen to that again. So I listened to it once. Okay. And I tried to listen to it, but I was actually on the... on the. I, I, listened, I started listening to it on the tube on the way home yesterday. 
It's not because tube music. It's not tube music, but I just thought, well, I should listen to it more than once. Mm. And I kind of flicked through bits of it mm. to sort of get it in my head because I knew we were reviewing it again. It all just, you know, and also I was like, I was around people. Mm. I was listening mm-hmm. to this on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On my own in the dark at like 10 o'clock at night and it was dark and it was just like... Yeah. It's oppressive. It's oppressive. It's really oppressive. And, it, and Lars Ulrich it, is on it. Is he? Lars Ulrich. There, there's a song called Sorrow, Sorrow, Sorrow. And Lars Ulrich I, is the sample. I, I wondered if that was yeah. Lars Ulrich. Lars Ulrich, yeah. I, do you know what? I, I, not, to, not to suddenly make this trite or anything, but that is true. Lars Ulrich is actually on this I record as a sample. Yeah. thought, God, that really sounds like Lars Ulrich. <laughs> it's Lars Ulrich. Yeah. But I thought it, it couldn't Lars be Lars Ulrich. It is but, Lars Ulrich, yeah. But it is Lars Ulrich. How funny. Um, uh, not funny. Uh, do not expect her to be opening for Metallica <laughs> anytime soon. Um, but I, yeah, uh, it, it's, uh, well, we've spoke, I think I don't really know what else there is to say it's, about it, it. it. It's an extraordinary piece of work. I, I cannot reiterate that enough. It's an mm. extraordinary piece of work. Certainly not for everyone. Lots of people will struggle with it and I totally understand that. But if in terms of like art as the purest form of, being some sort of sympathy or empathy machine or whatever, I think this is possibly, for, for that criteria alone, this may well be the best record I've ever heard. Mm. Yeah, big words. But fair, I think. So there you go. The album is called Caligula. Um, the artist is Christine, Christine Hater, uh, a.k.a. Lingu- Lingua Ignota. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm saying that. And um, I hope that she gets um some sort of respite from yeah. this record because i really yeah actually i really hope she does and i hope yeah. she gets something out of performing it live as well yeah whether whether you want to go or not i hope she gets something out oh of yeah it. i do i i hope she, i hope she's okay <laughs> yeah. like genuinely um okay after that like I say, it feels kind of trite to talk about <laughs> Thy Art is Murder, but I never thought I'd go, ah, oh, now for a bit of like, a bit of respite from Thy Art is Murder. The uh, the fifth album from the Aussie Deathcore Brutes is called Human Target. Um, CJ McMahon, their, uh, their uh, enigmatic vocalist, He's, he's back. It was like he never really went away, actually, because um, 2017's Dear Desolation was his kind of comeback album, which I thought was a pretty good comeback records from thy art is murder um i miss cj while he was away i really loved the the run they did of of hate and then um oh fuck me what was the one holy war holy war yeah i can't it's completely left my mind for a second i'm gonna, but, I'm gonna say right now holy war is the only other thy art is murder album that i've heard in full oh okay so yeah well renfrey um you uh have i think we should start with you on this because You've been fairly vocal um, about, I guess, this type of music mm. and even specifically about The Artist Murder in the past. So mm. I'm quite interested to know what you thought about that, well, what you think about The Artist Murder and uh, in more detail and uh, what, how you found Human Target. Well, The Artist Murder are a deathcore band and generally, traditionally, I've sort of said that deathcore and metalcore kind of operates in one very small field of vision mm-hmm. it doesn't go too far outside of, of those sort of extremities saying extremities after talking about lingua ignatia <laughs> yeah, no, sounds like, really trite to be honest yeah, it really does um, yeah but you know it doesn't go too far outside of that field of vision um 
they are the kind of records that I put them on and because I like the sound of distorted guitars and people doing cookie con- uh, cookie monster vocals in my face for a couple of tracks I'm like yeah this is cool and I, I make stink face and I bang my head along to it for a uh-huh. bit but then almost every single time um, I get sort of four or five tracks in and then I'm a bit bored because it doesn't really go anywhere else Mm. and that is my feeling with the majority of these records yeah um human target wasn't massively different to that to be totally honest i Mm. I certainly got bored before it was over it's not massively long record it's about 38 minutes long is it 11 tracks or 10 tracks 10 tracks 10 tracks and it was definitely around track four or track five that was starting to get a bit like yeah come on i'm getting a bit bored now Definitely did do stink face a few times. Definitely was tapping my foot and had uh, and was head banging a little bit mm. uh, at my desk to it. But I think because I like heavy music, I, I, I don't think that's a difficult thing to make happen. <laughs> to, 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 I don't think it's difficult to make someone bang their head mm. to a cool groovy riff or lick or whatever. And, you know, Firearms Murder are fairly good at it like they're pretty good at it um i think at its best it has lamb of god-esque vibes which is probably certainly lamb of god at their best is probably the the most recent high point for this sort of thing they're not strictly deathcore but there are there are no no well yeah yeah yeah. i mean well this is kind of to 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 jump in um uh at this point I think this is a cool continuation of what that is murder have been doing through a couple of albums now because at this point i would say Deathcore doesn't really suit them as a moniker because mm-hmm. all of the the all of the very very um, obvious tropes in Deathcore have kind of been ironed out and sort of started to get ironed out a little bit um, during um, Holy War and then mm-hmm. were ironed out radically even more so not radically but definitely more so um, for Dear Desolation and I think at this point. There is very little left of yeah. the kind of, you know, the MySpace deathcore stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. What they do have, and I think one of the things that kind of sets them apart from the pack, which is what I really, really love about them, is they do have catchy vocal hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of stuff uh, on this record. I mean, you know, um, Death Squad Anthem. Mm-hmm. has got a really yeah, really really definitely. catchy um uh hook to it um make america hate again that is was my other hilariously <laughs> aggro <laughs> yeah. um you know your neighbor is now your enemy like yeah, that is yeah, like yeah, such yeah. a fucking great line and it's so they are it's so mm-hmm. kind of like you know com- combustible and mm-hmm. ott and yep. kind of ridiculous but the thing that um that they are like I say, they're really trying to turn into more of a death metal band. And I think you can hear kind of, um, you know, a lot more of cryptopsy than you can of Immure on Mm. this record for sure. Um, 
if I'm going to be super critical, because I have to say, I do like this record. Mm -hmm. I do like it. I think, you know, like I am a fan of Thy Art is Murder. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even just like, oh, they're quite good at that. You know, like, I think with similarly to what we were talking about with Heart of a Coward, like, you know, Heart of a Coward had two really good albums in that style. I think I would go even further with Thy Art is Murder. Like I actually really, really like Thy Art is Murder. I think they're great. If, it's, like, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I prefer this album to the Heart of a Coward album. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, me too, for sure. But I'm a big, I'm, I, I, yeah, I am, I am a legit fan of that is murder like if they play i go and watch them yeah. i think for this type of music they're one of the best live bands loads of fun they've got really catchy kind of chorusy um gang vocal parts they've got like such a kinetic groove throughout all of their music that yeah. just makes you want to move and i know yeah. you say like that's quite an easy thing but you know they don't do it to the extent like you know if it were that easy I'd feel like this about this strongly about many more of the deathcore bands, which I don't. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think it. I mean, I was talking more about just just banging your head. Just banging. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which, fair which, enough. Yeah, I think yeah. that's very easy to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but I I mean I think you know like they have a they have and again Lamb of God's a great shout to be fair because they have a very you know Lamb of God are better than <laughs> Devil Driver or yes. Chimera. Do you know what I mean? And I think Thy Art is Murder are better than... Um, well, there's a bunch of... I think that actually that score is fairly underrated at the moment. You know, like the Whitechapel album is really good. That Whitechapel album really shocked Yeah, me. yeah. It's a really, good. really good record. I think um, Suicide Silence, love it or hate it, they have at least taken a uh, a leap into different territories. Mm -hmm. And I, I hold my... You know, my I, I rep for Suicide Silence, even though I'm not a massive fan of that last album. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard the new Carnifex album. I think that's kind of um, goes into some cool kind of Swedish melodeath er, um, areas as well. Okay. Um, so I think there's a school of those bands and Thy Art kind of came a little bit after that. But I think Thy Art are doing something which is a lot more straight ahead. And I think I guess this is what the problem, if there is a problem with Thy Art is Murder, it's this, is that once you take away all of the kind of deathcore tropes, which I'm, kind of glad that they have done really um death metal um needs to be kind of uh that you know you are then being compared to great death metal bands yeah and when you are up against those comparisons mm. uh i think that's when you need to have a little bit more yeah and i think that is murder haven't transitioned to the point where they have enough to make them really stand out in that scene as a deathcore band, which I don't even really think they are anymore, but as, as a, a band from that school of deathcore, I would say, along with Whitechapel and Suicide Silence and Carnifex, they are the best ones. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. they are they are the, the 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 band who have stepped away from that scene and are the best bands from that scene. Um, whereas once you're into the world of death metal, I mean, I think actually if you get the latest Metal Hammer um, with uh, with with my cover story of Slipknot on the front cover, I haven't said that one. Mm. Cover feature for Metal Hammer, me mm. of all people, unbelievable. Uh, that's available now. But I do review the new Carnifex album, and I do say, you know, like it, pretty much exactly this point, which is, you know, it's really wicked that you're pulling from sort of at the gates and in flames, and you're pulling from like Cradle of Filth and stuff like that. That's cool, but if you're doing that. You're then going to get compared to those kind of bands and you better write albums that are as good as them. It's not good enough to be just a good deathcore band anymore. You've mm. got to be as good as them. So that is murder at this point. I feel like they do have to be as good as a Lamb of God. Like mm. that's where they're aiming now for mm. sure. Mm. They need to be aiming towards, you know, 
um, Morbid Angel mm-hmm. and Lamb of God and Cannibal Corpse mm-hmm. and those kind of bands yep. and the, the Black Dahlia Murder like that's their peer group now and yeah. I think this album is really really good right I like it I will put it on and ba- like I say bang my head every song on it makes me go yeah I really love like you know you mentioned uh, I think Human Target the opening song is great uh, we've mentioned the other two that follow it um, there's a weird kind of trippy start to Eternal Suffering there's a slightly discordant start to Welcome Oblivion which has then got some like wicked mad gang vocal going on it um it's killer like Mm. i really like it but if you are comparing it to the type of bands that they want to be compared to it's merely all right rather than the best i think that's my thing i think i think you want more of this sort of music in your life than i need more of this music (laughs) yeah probably um and you know I, i i fill my shelves with sort of a lot of post-rock and post-metal stuff which you probably wouldn't need as much of mm. and you know vice versa with this and I, I kind of feel like i think this is i don't have loads of negative things to say about it i i it's very unlikely i'll return to it because the the lamb of god records and the you know the decapitated records and the other things that i have i prefer to it mm. fulfill my need for this kind of thing and I just think those be- bands are better. Yeah. Um, what I would say is I feel like The Artist Murder are more of a kind of... <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't sound that silly saying it after we've just been talking about. They're more of a party band than Decapitated yeah. or... All right, Black Dahlia know, Murder. Black Dahlia, I mean, I, I yeah. would take Black Dahlia yeah, oh, over yeah, Vyar, so would I. Yeah. you know, for example. Mm. Um, but, I mean, if you adore that kind of music, then it's probably something that you want in your collection. But I'm, you know, it, it was... It, for my tastes it's mm. there's not enough variety in it i will say i thought there was more variety on it than holy war and I, I think it's a better record than holy war um yeah maybe i don't i don't know that of murder have become yeah i mean there's definitely you know that has murder have become almost less than an album band one of the song bands to me it's mm. funny they're one of the even though i'm saying this they're one of the first one of my go-to places if i'm going to put on like if i feel like just kind of having some chuggy like them and hate breed are, like they are kind of the go-to like bands like, if i want a real fucking heavy mm. death metal sound and yeah. i'm like did that go to the gym or i'm about to go down the pub or whatever and i'm walking down, like often they will be the band that i put on because it's i think it's gym. just it's like great gym music yeah great gym music and you just kind of put it on and it's not you don't have to you know go oh what's going on here like trey yeah. azagoth yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, lead yeah. or whatever like yeah. you know and for for that is you know it's good sure. and also super catchy you know and uh, yeah I, it's good I, I i really like them a lot i like them a lot this band yeah, i think fair. they're great fair i i you know you know I, they're not reinventing the wheel or changing anything but i think yeah. they're just very very good like excellent kind of party death metal if that's a I, thing I, I can't really argue with that um it, it it isn't really for me but but i can't argue i think that they do what they do well mm. and it's good mm. um there is one thing that i will say and i was actually slightly surprised you asked for this album to come in here this week and that's yep. absolutely fine but there's a record that was released the same week because again this actually came out last week which you know it's not exactly the same sort of thing but in terms of it being very 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 heavy throughout but actually keeping my attention I feel is much much better. What's that? And that's that throws record. New on oh, Holy Raw. Is that? Not, oh fuck! Oh <laughs> fuck! I didn't realize. I'm sorry. To, 
I mean, okay. maybe we should do that next Can we week? just chuck this in really, really quickly? If, is it, it coming out now? today? No, we don't I have to do it right now, but there's an album by a band called Throws. It came out last week. It came out last week, and it's on Holy Raw. That is fucking... Phenomenal. I did no idea that was out. That's my bad on that. Yeah, that album's really fucking great. And and I kind of... But I, that's not really like this. I, I know they're not exactly the same, but I'm talking more sonically. It Throws is... like I put Throws on... Uh, when I first listened to it, and it's that's quite a long record. It's like forty-seven yeah, yeah. minutes or something it's like great that. Great record that. Um, and it's very, very, very heavy throughout. And when I first put it on, I was like, I don't think this is going to keep my interest mm. throughout, even though it's really good. And it did. Um, and and that that's the reason I compare the two. Yeah, because they're both very, very heavy throughout sonically. Yeah, but throws kept my attention. Thy art didn't. So I just want to say, the throws album is definitely better than this. Yeah. And if we were reviewing the Throws album this week, it would be my favourite record of the week. And I'm sorry that we haven't done that. That's like, like I say, shit's been going wild recently. We um, can do it next week, I We can do it, although we've kind of spunked it, basically. <laughs> That's true, um, but, yeah. I, but what I will say was the difference is, yes, they are very, very heavy. The Throws is not beer-chugging no throws, Stomp, throws stompy music no, no, yeah, no, yeah 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 no. so that's they where, are different yeah they, they are, are. um they but you know they are i mean also like north lane had an album out this week so we could have ended up doing that so you think so lucky <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I would rather listen to my <laughs> yeah for north sure yeah. um so yeah i like you know uh, i i really like they are i just feel like they're like listening to me i get the same thing listening to they are as i do for listening to oh i don't know if i want to say this but like Listening to like Duran Duran or something. Oh, interesting. Do you know you like put on the greatest hits of Duran Duran? Like, Duran or like, they're like Limp Biscuit. Okay. Do you know what I mean? They're like Limp Biscuit. To me, they're like, a, they're like, they're kind of, they're like an extreme metal version a of Limp Biscuit. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? S- s- yeah. I am the purest straight of hate. <laughs> 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 He's like, yeah. He's doing Holy dance moves at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of get what you mean. Yeah. Good yes. girl for the human yeah. target. It's just, but again, I'd go to Black Dahlia for that. Yeah. I mean, there's t- there are tons of... No, you wouldn't go to Black Dahlia for that. I think I would. You would? No, mm, uh, I think they're different. I think Black D- Black Dahlia are mad, for, like loads of fun live, but I don't think Black Dahlia are... On record, okay. And on record. And on record, they, they are good too. But, but Black Dahlia are... I'd probably go to... I mean, it is different, but every time I die for that or something like that. You know? Yeah, but, but that's, that's more my taste. You know, that's just that's, like, and they're a hardcore band yeah, as well, you know? yeah. And they're also a very di- difficult and involved hardcore band yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think Black Dahlia are a very technical um, death metal band with lots of kind of layers to it. You know, this this, yeah, is, this, this is this is meat and potatoes chug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. big fucking choruses, and there's just something like when it's done right. I mean, when it's done right, and I think that is Murder are one of the bands who they just do it right, and it sounds, you know, when they get when they get it right, it sounds fucking glorious to me. Fair enough, you know. To, just to take what you've just said and, and basically change the order. Uh, it's meat and potatoes chug, which I am not interested in, but I think it is very well done. Yeah, cool. All right, well, there you go. It's called Human Target. It's by that. It's Murder. It is out right now. Okay, we've got one little EP left um, before we uh, tip off. Tip off? Is that a word? I don't know. Um, this uh, <laughs> is by Down I Go. The um, Interestingly, reading out this album, uh, the title of this EP will probably take longer than listening to the EP. Uh, it's called All Down the Church in the Midst of Fire the Hellish Monster Flew and Passing Onward to the Choir He Many People Slew. It's is... a lovely title, I think. I mean, I'm never going to remember it. No, no. Fuck me, I can't remember the title of anything. <laughs> I, I called Jerry Cantrell Jordan Cantrell the other day. 
It's fucking Frankie Madball all over again. <laughs> Someone went, Jordan Cantrell. I went, yeah, yeah, Jordan Cantrell. And he went, Jordan, what, who's that? And I went, from fucking Alice in Chains. He went, Jordan Cantrell from Alice in Chains. I went, ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, hooray for forgetting fucking everything. Um, but anyway, a new EP from band. We featured this band on Trade Off uh, only Indeed. a few months ago. And yeah. at that time, you said, oh, they've not done anything for a little while. Well, here they are. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, just very, very quickly. I mean, how long is this? Nine minutes? It is 11 Nine? minutes and 11 30 minutes. seconds. Okay, right. So it's pretty quick mm-hmm. over the four, four tracks. tracks. Four yeah. tracks long. Maybe due to those time constraints, it's probably not quite as mad as the record that we no. nope, nope. spoke about before. But um, still, pretty mad. But still, <laughs> efficiently eclectic on yes. such a short runtime. Um, yeah, more, there's more going on on this than there, there is on the art. Is, yeah, there is. And, no, no, and there is. Art is murder is almost four times as long. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, that's you know, that's that's definitely true. Um, How would you describe down? I go. Um, the, hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's really difficult. They're yeah. kind of because um, I sort of wanted to describe them as a kind of. Um, very heavy post-hardcore band at points. I mean, there's a touch mm. on this. There's touches of, I think, you know, it's got a bit of, it feels like a kind of inebriated cousin of that St. Pierre Snake Invasion album. Oh, yeah, that's not uh, a bad show. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've got this, they've obviously, we, we've spoken about that album a lot and it's, you know, very, very eclectic, mm. interesting piece of work and I think this is as well. Um, but then they come in with a kind of an almost Beatles-y end, like the last track, Santa Murta. It's fucking brilliant. It's fantastic. And it's fucking brilliant. And it's got a kind of psychedelic Beatles-y... Well, it has a break where there's like clarinet in it. And yeah. There's, there's loads of sax. I mean, there's loads of sax all over um, Down I Go's work because uh, Pete Pete Fraser yeah. um, plays... He's like a multi-instrumentalist, basically. Mm. So they can just chuck all these things in. Um, but they're really, really good at throwing these odd curveballs with... Um, unusual instrumentation, particularly for this type of music. Uh-huh. You know, they do that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, the way I've described them is a geographically scattered underground art punk band. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. That's which good. doesn't help anyone who's never heard them, but that is what they are. Mm. Um, all their EPs and albums are concept based. Um, so we've had Gods, which was about Gods, Mortals, which was about Mortals. Uh, there's been an EP about robots. There's been albums about dinosaurs, disasters, and dictators. Mm. Uh, and this EP is about sort of sinister beasts. Yeah. Or mythical... There's a song on it called Black Shuck, and I really want it to be a cover of the Dark oh, Dynasty. Dynasty. <laughs> yeah. ah. I would love to hear Down I Go covering that darkness, song, actually. Yeah. yeah, I would love to hear that. But, you know, this is, yeah, this is just about like mythical beasts and harbing, harbingers of death and mm. so on and so forth, which kind of makes it sound a little bit Dungeons and Dragons and sort of prog. But it's not territory. But it, but it really isn't. Yeah. Um. Despite down, I go constantly having that that um concept, that themed album thing going through all of their work. Yeah. It, it's more co- sort of elasticated kind of post. Yeah. Post hardcore re punk stuff. It, it's very. I mean, I think they sound pretty damn unique. Mm. I would say. Um, and they're a band I've admired for a really long time. They basically aren't a band anymore in a touring sense. They haven't toured for years because well, they're, they're a three piece, right? They're a three piece, well, unbelievably, this in which is insane. Um, but um, well, the other reason is because they they do literally live in all in different countries. Now. Right. Okay. So they used to tour 
Um, but um, in order to get them back together, it would be just an extraordinarily expensive thing to do. Uh-huh. Um, for a very, it would be for an incredibly passionate but very very small dedicated fan base. I yeah. feel like Down I Go are one of those bands who people who know them love them and adore them because they are quite unique. Um, they're one of Jamie Lemon's favorite bands. Yeah, and yeah. actually, I think. I think, and this is no disrespect to Jamie at all, but I think when you listen to Down I Go, there's a lot of stuff that they do that you go, oh, I see where Jamie got that from. Yeah. Um, and I, But, you know, that's how music works. It's not meant in a disparaging way. It's just that is how it is. Um, yeah. See you in court, Jamie. <laughs> but <there's> a- <laughs> The prosecution calls Renfrey Deadman to the stand. <laughs> oh, he did rip off. <laughs> well, you know, that's what, there's, like, there's a lot of like um, vocals on this where there'll be four part harmonies where some will start like, Oh, mm. and James yeah, really, lot, really, you know? really cool vocals. The harmony. Oh yeah. The, the, the harmony. Pattern-esque. Yeah. Pattern-esque. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot like, of that, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just love this band. I think they're it's really so good. unique and so interesting. I totally agree that I am more into their albums just because even even though they fit so much into 11 and a half minutes, you feel like you want more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I do think it's quite hard to review this and not just go, I just feel like I was kind of getting used to it. Yes. I, I would actually agree with that. Uh, it, it does feel like it's over all too quickly, uh, um, which I would actually say of all of their EPs, but then that's not the worst thing in the world. Is it yeah. to say about it? I mean, sometimes, you know, it, like a Die Art is Murder EP. I, I think, I would, would prefer, be I would fucking prefer a thy art yeah like to you a, took the four yeah. best songs of that yeah. and wow what a great ep I would agree, and it's actually. in and out so quickly like yeah. amazing yeah, yeah so i can sort of understand that although i think like i said before i have a quite a you know a stronger you know um sort desire, of desire for that sort of yeah. thing definitely but yeah but like i did listen to this and i was like well this is really cool i think like oh it's going all over the fucking place and then it was over <laughs> yeah. and then the sort of like the psychedelics kicked in and i was yeah. like great and then it ended and i was just a bit like oh i would have i could have been with you for another yeah 15 20 minutes at least Easily, yeah. 15 20 minutes well yeah, the record i gave you you're lucky god that i was never oh i can never remember uh, yeah i wasn't gonna try and you're lucky god blah 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 um for me is by far their best record it's absolutely yeah brilliant. it's very very good that it's, record it's and it's so distinct it's so unusual and they they recorded that in iceland and it has yeah. that slightly icelandic sort of feel to it and you know, I I just I just think they're a wonderful band, and the uh, campaign to get them to reform for a couple of shows starts here. Yeah, uh, well, you I know, I thought, actually thought when we spoke about it before, I thought they'd gone completely, and I was like, oh, that's a shame. So I'm really happy that they're still releasing music. So that's really really good. I, I think as and when they feel like it, they just yeah, pack out an EP. That's basically. cool. That's yeah, you know, good for them. Out an EP, fucking hell. Yeah, and this is a very well cacked out <laughs> so it's called all down the church in the midst of the fire the hellish monster flew and passing onward to the choir he many people slew the That's, band are called down i go you didn't have to learn that off by heart but i'm really impressed that you did i'm a professional room you don't get on the, you don't get a front cover of metal hammer without being a bloody professional <laughs> so uh i think we know um anyway that's it for us we'll be back next week um i'm going to well no actually the, i am going to bloodstock but it won't be next week. It'll be the week <laughs> after that you'll hear about it. Basically, <laughs> I will be going to Bloodstock at some point. Um, I'm going to Radar Fest, which you will hear about next next week. Oh uh, yeah, someone asked me if I was going to that. I'm not. 
we go. You heard it here first, Jamie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, next week we'll be back. We will be reviewing the new album from Slipknot. Shall I say that we're going to be reviewing that? I bloody hope so. We should be reviewing the new album from Slipknot and Feeder together at last. I don't know if we'll be doing Feeder. Because Imagine if we got Slipknot and we couldn't get Feeder. What I kind think of that we- might happen. <laughs> I cannot find out who their PR is at all. I've been trying oh, really well, hard. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Again. Uh, and we will be bringing back um, Trade Off, where we will be talking about maybe she will. And we'll be talking about, we'll be ready finally to talk about <laughs> 808s and Heartbreak by Kanye West. Yeah. Um, go over to musicism.net to get uh, all of your courses. 25% off with the code right in the checkout. And go and buy tickets for Arctangent. Yeah. The world's premier progressive experimental avant-garde music festival mm-hmm. taking place from the 15th, 15th to the, the 17th, 17th of, August. of August in Brizzle on a farm. On Fernhill Farm. On Fernhill Farm. And listen to us do silent disco really yeah. badly. Sugar on a farm. Can't say fairer than that, can you? <laughs> Sugar on a farm. Yeah. That's what they should rename Milking it. cows in really weird time signatures. <laughs> <laughs> Can't top that. See you later. <laughs>